Positively Uplifting, Alive 105. Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. Another live presentation from a Live 105. It's Friday night, and time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 Sports Team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Oh, good evening, Panther fans. Uh, this is Doyle Phillips, and uh, tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be giving you all the action, bringing you all the action from Salina, Kansas, where your Panthers take on the Salina South Cougars. Uh, I know many of you probably uh, tuning in to watch the or listen to the coaches' interview. They just they had some issues down on the field and uh, that they needed to attend to, so uh, uh, they just couldn't make it up tonight. So I guess you got us for ten or fifteen minutes. Well, no doubt. Uh, I know Coach Clark and, and uh, Coach Wietrich like coming up here, but, uh, you know, we'd been down there and he kind of motioned and texted and said, hey, we're not going to be able to make it up tonight. And everything's fine here. Uh, they just a uh, little cold here, a little few things happened, but uh, that's okay. You've got us. And, uh, Doyle, let's go ahead and get into, uh, since we've got some time here, we'll get into some season stats for everyone, uh, you know, on the season. And I think when you hear these stats, there's some of them that might be a little bit surprising, but kind of tells you why we're 4-0 right now. Total yards uh, for the season, the Panthers have just over 1,700 total yards. Well, while allowing our points, our opponents just 646. This is getting total yardage. Uh, pass completion-wise, Panthers are clipping along at 67%, allowing the opponents just 45%. Rushing yards per game, no surprise here. Panthers uh, are averaging 241 yards a game and allowing the opponents uh, just 50 yards a game. Talks about our defense a little. Oh, it, it says a lot about our defense. Uh, 50 yards a game at this level, that that's uh, awesome. Well, rushing TDs again talks about the defense. And, again, this is a, a group of guys that were you know, kind of suspect coming into the season. Everyone thought we graduated so many. We've scored 15 rushing touchdowns, allowed our opponents just one. Wow, that, that, that's that's a heck of a stat right there. That that, that, that one touchdown all year long rushing that, again. That's just a tribute to the kids and how hard they're playing on defense. Now sacks, same story. Panthers have had twenty sacks on quarterbacks. Keep in mind, this is just four ball games. We've been sacked only six times, and the big one that you always look at turnovers. Panthers have turned the ball over five times, a lot more than Coach Clark would like. But we forced nine turnovers on our opponents. Oh yeah, that's 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 another good stat. Uh, you, if you don't win the turnover battle, you're probably not winning too many games. And uh, Panthers, it looks like at least through four games, they're winning that turnover battle. Well, and then you get in some of the individual stats, and and you know Grant Adler's uh, had a good year so far uh, throwing the football. He's 41 out of 59. You know, nearly 70%, 682 yards thrown in the air with eight touchdowns. Pretty good for a high school quarterback. Well, yeah, and, and you look at that completion percentage, uh, uh, what is it, 69, almost 70%. And, you know, in high school, it, it goes without saying, you get up around 50% and you're 
you're doing a pretty good job and grants well above that that's that's college and pro uh completion stats so uh you know grant's had him a good year so far well and then you take into we keep talking about him being a dual threat quarterback you know conversely on the other side he's carried the ball 33 times for 257 yards and another four touchdowns and well there's been a couple of ball games coach clark just let him hand off the football i mean we really didn't use him in the option game yeah, and and you know I, I think that's a that's predetermined. Uh, I, I haven't really, uh, I don't have that for sure, but I think that's predetermined on, on how many times Grant should carry the football because their offense is is set up so well. And uh, you know I'm sure there's some games where Coach says you hand it off or you throw it, and uh, that, that's how we're going to work it tonight. Well, I mean, then you got Trey Washington that uh, you know he had almost 2,000 yards rushing last year. He's got 49 carries, 343 yards, and uh, eight touchdowns already on the season. And, again, you're talking about guys that aren't getting a lot of playing time in the second half. We've been in the running clock situation several times, so we're letting these guys sit. So, again, Trey's putting up big numbers. Uh, Lim Wash uh, has 23 carries for 250 yards and three touchdowns. And Dylan Edwards, the freshman, uh, he's got 12 carries, 113 yards. So you're seeing the Panthers mix the ball around a lot. Well, and and you know you mentioned the freshman Dylan Edwards. Uh, yeah, he. We've we've had a lot of people talk to us about him, and they've all just just been really impressed with this young man. And uh, you know he he's got it in his genes. I mean, his father was quite a quite a good football player in high school and college, and uh, you know so uh, we've we've heard a lot about him and look forward to seeing him for the next three years. Well, and receiving-wise, again, we, we got a lot of guys getting the ball thrown to him. Carsack has nine catches for 229 yards and a touchdown. Kavion Walker, nine catches for 164 yards and two touchdowns. Washington has eight uh, reception for 132 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, I mean, again, we're throwing the ball to a lot of guys, and uh, that's a big deal. Well, uh, it's it's uh, you know we're about 23 minutes away from the start of the ball game. Uh, you're listening to Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure. Offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, derbyplazatheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Come, Flabbit, how am 
I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969, offering build-your-own pizzas, simple pastas, salads, and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM and Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sport leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Well, we're back in Salon Pine, and uh, again, we just want to reiterate, uh, normally the coaches would be up here with us, but uh, they couldn't make it up here tonight before the ball game, so, uh, you know, it's just me and Kevin, and uh, uh, you've got us for another few minutes. Well, and Doyle, we were talking about some of the stats offensively. We got into a little bit of the uh, the season stats, talking about this defensive unit. Again, uh, you know, any of you listeners that follow us, you know, that was the question mark of this year was we graduated so many guys off of last year's team that were uh, defensive starters and how we would, would perform. And so far we've seen that this has been a group that's uh, been pretty much lights out. Uh, you know, s- individual stats, uh, Dorsey has 29, so- or 29 tackles, 14 of those solo, three sacks and nine uh, forced uh, losses. And, and well, I mean, you know, we've seen that all year, our big nose guard. Yeah, I mean, this guy is aggressive. 
yeah, he's got several tackles for loss, and uh, you know that, that's a that's a big stat when, when you're looking at at three guys. You know, they're usually usually trying to disrupt the other team's front five, and he, and he's still got several tackles for loss. So uh, that's pretty impressive. And talking about a couple of those other guys on the defensive line with him, Seth Smith has 22 tackles, seven solo. Um, Four sacks. He leads the team in sacks right now, and one fumble uh, recovery. His counterpart Daniel Archer has uh, 20 tackles, six solo, two sacks, and five tackles for loss. So yeah, those are those guys up front that uh, get things done and help our linebackers out. Well, that 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 sounded pretty impressive. That's over 60 tackles between those three up front, plus uh, nine or ten. Uh, tackles for loss. Uh, I don't know how many, a few sacks. So, so they're doing their part. Uh, those those front three. Well, and our linebackers. You look at Heilman. Here's a guy that's uh, playing in the middle, and you know a guy that everybody thought, you know, hey, the kid's a great kid, but we don't know that he's gonna gonna start this year. He comes out. And he's probably our best linebacker. He's a, a real team leader. He's got 27 tackles, 10 solo tack tackles, two sacks, and uh, three tackles for loss. Uh, Jared Dole, another one of the guys that uh, you didn't know how much he was going to get to play at the, at the first of the year. He's got 23 tackles, six solo, and uh, four tackles for loss. His uh, counterpart, Luke Stewart, 22 tackles, 12 solo, three sacks, and uh, one tackle for loss. So, again, those guys up there, they're doing their job. And then you throw in, you know, our safeties, Tanner Knox, uh, who's kind of like a kamikaze missile back there. Uh, he's got 18 tackles, 13 solo for a safety. And five uh, five assists and two interceptions to go with it. And Doyle, we again, we just keep talking about all these guys over and over. These are guys that we didn't know how they were going to perform to start the season. Well, yeah, there there were a lot of uh, questions to be answered uh, on game game night of game one against Garden City, and and uh, these guys have been progressively getting better uh, as the season has has come along. Uh, they played Garden City very well, I thought, and you know they had a little bit better game against Salina Central, a little bit better game against Newton, and they had a a great game against a very good Bishop Carroll team last week. Yeah, no doubt. And then the other stat that uh, we like to look at is the special teams that Coach Clark talks about all the time. You got uh, Lim Washington has one return uh, for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. Trey Washington one for 20, thirty-seven yards. Uh, I mean, again, you go back to this thing, and the amazing stat I'm looking at is we're in week five. We've only had five kickoff returns, and that tells you why. We're, we're just not giving up touchdowns to other teams. So what we're seeing is uh, the opening kickoff or the kickoff after halftime. That's about it that these guys are getting to see. Well, and, and yeah, uh, the defense is really – I think they've excelled. Uh, I think some would say they've exceeded expectations so far. But, but you know, it's a long season, and uh, – I know Coach Wietrich, he's the D.C., and I, I know that uh, he's wanting these guys to get better and better and better. He, he's not going to set and he's not going to settle for status quo. He's going to want these guys to improve. But as far as from game one to, to tonight, they, they have really they've really done a good job. Well, we talked to Coach Clark a little bit earlier in the week, and you know he reiterated some of those things. He said, you know, last week we won by 21, but there was things we need to work on. But he goes, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we take wins every every week, and, and you do get better and better, and he's seen the progression with most of these units. Yes, and, and I, I think I think he, he echoes that when, when we get time to talk to him. 
we don't have a lot of time to talk to him, but, uh, you know, we, we run on to him every so often. We see him out at practice and, and, you know, he's pretty, pretty open with us. And, uh, he, I think he's, uh, fairly proud of what this, this group of kids has done so far this season. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction quotes. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. El Paso Animal Hospital has been serving Derby, Wichita, and surrounding areas since 1978, providing a large array of diagnostic, surgical, medical, and boarding services all in one convenient location. Walk-in appointments are accepted for routine care, but for surgery or boarding arrangements, they can be reached at 251-0617. More information can be located on their website, ElPasoAnimalHospital.com. El Paso Animal Hospital is located at 841 North Buckner Street and is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Making plans for the special day? Paz Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. <laughs> Well, we're back in Salina, where the Panthers take on the Salina South Cougars. Uh, Kevin, Salina South comes in here. I think they're one and three. Uh, they got their first, they picked up their first win last week against campus. Well, and we were finding a coach that we've run into for the last several years. Sam Sellers, he's got a 52 and 53 record here at Salina South. You know, as last week they, uh, they, uh, did win that ball game uh, against campus, uh, in that ball game, uh, I believe that uh, you now I lost my stats here. Doyle, wind kind of blew them off to the side. Well, yeah, they uh, they beat campus forty nine nineteen, and uh, uh, you know they allowed campus a lot of uh, yardage. I think three hundred and thirty yards total, with two hundred and fifty six rushing and seventy five passing, and and you know that but they outscored. 49-19, and that's what matters. You know, Coach Hallman was nice enough to hand me my stats back, so I've got them back in front of me. We had the window open for a minute, and they just blew out of my hands. Uh, you know, as you said, uh, last week they did beat campus, and uh, they, they really, that was a sound win for them. I know we were talking to some guys downstairs a little bit ago, and they said, you know, we, we know our program's down a little bit, but we actually looked like uh, we got things done last week, and that's a Good thing. Uh, this is an offense that returns 10 starters from last season's team. They, they're going to run the spread offense. Uh, last year, they were only averaging 14 points per game. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, not a real respectable number for a, a 5A school. But, again, they're very young, and uh, we expect them to uh, come along tonight. Taryn Galloway, a 5'11", 160-pounder, is quarterback in this group. Last week, he was 10 for 16 for 143 yards, two touchdowns. However, he threw one interception, and, uh, you know, he's, it, his story on him is that he should be throwing the ball more than he runs it. Um, his uh, pass percentage isn't great, so, you know, I assume we're going to put a lot of pressure on Galloway tonight. Yeah, and, and we have to. Uh, and, and I think, uh, Salina, if they can't control our front seven, then it might be a long night for, 
Hector Galloway. Now we expect Brant Cox at uh, 6'9", 195 to do the bulk of the carrying. Uh, he's got 13 carries, 127 yards, and three touchdowns last week against campus. And Deshaun Nash, a 5'9", 146-pounder, will spell him some. But I know that Coach Clark talked about Cox, and he said, you know, at 6'1", nearly 200 pounds, this guy is a load. You're going to have to really put a hat on him. Yeah, you are. You're, you're not going to. You're not just going to blow him over. He, he's going to. He's going to take you out with him. Now they've got a couple of receivers that that may give our defensive backs a little bit of a fit. At uh, Colin Schreiber at six three one sixty five and Ty Garrett at six three two twenty, pretty good sized guys. Jace Varela at five eight one forty eight and David Olenberger at five ten one seventy. So those are the guys we expect to get most of the passes. We've got a couple of guys at six three. They're going to be a little harder to defend. Yeah, they they will be. Just it's the same thing for us when we get the smaller D backs. We've got a couple of guys at six footer and over, and so it's going to be the same thing. For our D-backs with, with those guys that are over six foot, they'll be hard to cover. And I know at Tuesday's practice, Coach talked about their offensive line. That he goes, you know, they're not they're not outstanding guys, but they're very physical. They're all good size, and you know, as you kind of glance down the the roster, you look at them, and they're going to average around two thirty on the offensive line. So you know, not not what we saw out of Garden City by any stretch, but still pretty good uh, pretty good size. Yeah. Defensively, South returns five starters from last year's uh, team. They allowed 35 points per game in 2018. We know they're going to start off in a 3-4. But, uh, you know, talking to Coach Wietrich, he says, you know, he says, I think, he says, I'm a defensive guy. And he goes, I think on their side of the ball, they're going to run that 3-4, but they're going to do everything they can to try and mix things up and confuse us. Yeah, and, and that, that's just that's just a good defensive scheme by Salina. Uh, they, they, uh, they need to do that kind of thing to, to make our guys think up front well i know coach clark talked about their defensive line to us and he says hey these guys have some size we're gonna have to be on our toes uh kobe radcliffe at 6'3, 202 nick area at six foot 246 and case and beats at 6'1, 280 so again our defense is probably gonna uh, you know our offensive line is gonna face a pretty good defensive front for salina south yes and and you know we've faced some pretty good defensive fronts all year long so this week is no exception well, Doyle, you know, I think the big thing here at Salina tonight is that uh, the temperature. I mean, we cruised into town, and I know you talked me into keeping the shorts on today, so we did that. We we looked up, and everyone's in hoodies and wearing their coats. And You know, I got out, and I checked the temperature. It's 55 degrees right now, east-southeast winds at 11 miles per hour. We've got our first real feels like at 52 degrees. And Doyle, I mean, you, know, you go from having 90-degree temperature to 50 there's people here in coveralls. It's amazing. <laughs> There's people that are going to be cold tonight. I'm looking out at our fans across the way, and uh, they're all they're all dressed for tonight's weather. But you know, it, it'll be a little bit cooler. But again, like you said, this is this is Kansas, and it's definitely October. Let's get into the starting lineups. We're about oh, two and a half minutes away from the start of tonight's ball game. Uh, starting on on offense for the Panthers. Uh, Senior Alex Kahn, 6'6", 280. Sophomore Austin Walls, 5'11", 220. Sophomore Jonas Vickers, starting for Washington. Jonas is 6'1", 285. Senior Philip Eisenhower, 6'4", 280. And sophomore Alex Keyes, 6'1", 225. The tight end is senior Jacob Karzak, 6'2", 205. Wide receivers, starting for Kavion Walker. Uh, junior Reed Liston, 6'1", 180. Junior Davin Sims, six foot one eighty, and senior Aaron Larson, five eleven one seventy. 
Running back, senior Trey Washington, 5'10", 195. And at quarterback, senior Grant Adler, 6'3", 190. Also seeing a lot of action on the offensive side of the ball will be junior Lim Wash. On the defensive side, starting down lineman, senior Daniel Archer, 6'2", 230. Senior Tyler Dorsey, 6'2", 245. And senior Seth Smith, 5'11", 195. Starting linebackers, junior Luke Stewart, 5'11", 190. Senior Trayvon Morrison, 5'10", 185. Junior Jack Heilman, 5'9", 185. Junior Colson Searing, 6'1", 200. Your corners are senior Terry Ginyard, 5'9", 155. And senior Brecken Kuzer, 5'10", 170. The safeties are junior Tanner Knox. 5'11", 175, and senior Liddell Clemens at 6'1", 180. Also seeing a lot of action on the defensive side of the ball will be Amari Ramirez, Jared Knoll, and Tyler Allen. Those are your starters as we have them. Doyle, I was talking a little bit about the temperature here in Salina tonight. It is also homecoming for Salina South, so the crowd here from Salina South is is very large, and uh, you you do want to come out and support your team. Uh, we just got done with the coin toss at midfield, and the uh, Sonic South did win the coin toss. They have elected to defer to the second half, so Derby will start the ball game with the football and defending the north end zone. Get yeah, winds are out of the southeast at about 11, so that shouldn't play any factor in the game. Yeah, the wind's not too big a deal. I'm looking at the flag right now, and, it, yeah, it's it's uh, furling a little bit, and uh it's that, that's a new word. I just learned that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it, it's it's blowing some. And uh, uh, but I don't think I'm like you. I don't think the wind is going to be a factor in tonight's ball game. Back deep for the Panthers is Trey Washington and Terry Ginyard. Ginyard on the far side, Washington near side. You got to wonder if Salinas going to kick to these two guys. But you know they don't have an easy an easy run at it if they don't kick to them. It's going to come down to Washington at about the 8, out to the 15, 20. Made a couple guys miss, out to the 40. Finally brought down just short of the 45. Well, and again, what you saw at a derby, the ball comes back to, to, to Trey, and he just exposes the Salina South kick re, or kickoff team. They're going to start the ball in great field position with the ball resting on uh, on the Panther 45-yard line. And, you know, one more move, and Trey's probably going to take that one to the house. You know, the wind, getting back to the wind, it, the Panthers, what wind there is, they will be going into it somewhat uh, as they head to the south here in Salina. Adler and Washington are in the backfield. A little bit of a high snap. Adler on a keeper, 50, 45, 40, gets knocked out of bounds at about, uh, looks like he's going to get, they're going to mark it inside the 35, no, at about the 34-yard line. Well, and again, you see Adler, as you said, it was a little bit of a high snap. He fakes it to Washington, keeps it himself, and picks up huge yardage. Quick pass. Caught. Reed Liston. Going to be about a yard short of a first down. Now, two plays, and Derby's uh, moved the ball uh, from their own 45 down to almost the uh, 25-yard line of Salinas South. Second down and one. I give it to Washington. He jukes his way, and he's going to end the end zone for a touchdown. Well, Trey made that look so easy. I, I tell you, Doyle, I don't know if you notice it. Trey is a very quick, very fast running back, but on that kick return and on that play, he's showing tremendous speed tonight. 
he made a couple guys miss and then was able to stretch out over the end zone. So three plays and the Panthers find the end zone here in Salina early in the ball game. Simmons on to kick an extra point with 11-21 to go. 6-0 Derby. Snaps good, holds good, and the kick is good. So uh, with just, it looks like, 39 seconds gone in the first quarter, Panthers lead 7-0, and getting back that touchdown run, uh, really if, if Trey Washington doesn't make a couple quick moves or good moves, uh, he's probably tackled for a four- or five-yard gain, but he made a couple guys miss, and one guy tried to arm tackle him. He just went right into the end zone. Well, he did, and, I, and, you know, Trey's got great speed, but I noticed on that kick return and on that play, you know, he, maybe maybe he's uh, wanting to get some things said tonight because he sure looked quick. Well, I also noticed uh, it looked good. Kevin Washington was in on that series uh, of uh, downs for the Panthers. We've kind of been told, you know, he may not see the field tonight, so that ankle must be feeling pretty good. Yeah, that, uh, that that's exactly what we were told, and uh... – uh, it's good to see Kevin in there if he if physically he's able to go, but uh, you know you should, certainly don't want to aggravate that any uh, in tonight's ball game. You know if you need him, that's one thing. If if you don't, you know maybe you kind of let him set for a little bit. Adler's kicking off back deep for Salina. Well, I can't see any numbers. They're they're very small, but we'll pick them up. Taken on about the 12-yard line. Get out to the 20, 25, still on his feet. Still on his feet, out to midfield goes Brant Cox. Well, he's finally drugged down on the play by Liddell Clemens and Doyle. That's not going to make Coach Clark real happy because special teams a big deal. and We had him hit at about the 20-yard line. We just didn't wrap up, and he's able to find the sideline and pick up big yardage. So, First time, I believe, this year our opponent's going to start inside our 50-yard line to start their offensive series. Brant Cox is a sophomore, 6'1", 195. We talked a little bit about him in the pregame, and uh, I bet we get a big dose of him tonight. He goes in motion, as a matter of fact. Back to pass goes Galloway going for Cox, or and it's just overthrown. Good coverage out there by Terry Ginyard. Well, Ginyard had good coverage on him, and the ball was uh, – thrown 10 yards over both of their heads so you know i i think that's what we were told uh, to you know by coach clark earlier in the week that this kid's a sophomore i mean he's starting at uh, at a big program and uh, that time maybe just a little bit of jitters but the ball was well overthrown panthers lead 7-0 just over 11 minutes to go in the first quarter back to pass goes galloway now he pulls it down tries to run with it picks up two maybe three on second down now, panther secondary had good coverage and all the receivers we say that every week that you, you know if you're playing an aggressive defense you're going to look for the quick hitters the little outs the little uh, slants and he tried to, to pump fake and see if he could hit one of those guys they were just covered up galloway's not very big he's 511 they listed 511 158 and so he's not a huge quarterback for salina Back to pass. Now he rolls to the far side, throws across his body, caught, and tackled almost immediately by Tanner Knox. And again, you got it. You can't just worry about uh, you know the run game on that play. They they found him wide open in the middle of the field. He picks up another first down for him, and Doyle takes the ball down to the twenty yard line. We're ten twenty 
into this ball game. Panthers lead 7-0, but Salinas South on the on the move. Yeah, he rolled to his right, threw it back across his body, and uh, you know that that's not that, that's a big time throw there. Back to pass again. Now they give it to Cox on kind of a Statue of Liberty play. He picks up seven or eight. Well, if you're if you're Coach Sellers, you gotta like how your offense came out here in this uh, start this ball game because they've moved the ball. Well, uh, on the Panthers, they had a nice kick return that got them into Panther territory. Now they've got the ball resting inside the 15. It's on the matter of fact, it's on the 14. He picked up six on first down. Must have stepped out of bounds. Straight, straight, straight snap back to uh, balls Cox. on the ground. Balls on the ground. It looks like the Panthers might have it. Well, the Panthers do have it, so they just dodge another bullet. Doyle, that was a wildcat formation. Ball was snapped directly back to him. We had some Panthers in the backfield when he got the ball, and uh, we're able to reach a pawn and strip it. Uh, so Panthers, uh, once again, we've had numerous occasions. Teams have gotten in the red zone, and we've uh, we've stopped that. Panthers lead 7-0. They'll have it now on the, looks like about the 17-18 yard line. They're 17 or 18 after Salina moved the ball pretty good against us. They give it to Washington. He gets to the outside, makes a guy miss, still cut to the outside. He's going to pick up. Well, he's going to lose about a yard and a half on first down. Well, you got to give Salina South a lot of credit for setting the edge on that play because Trey never had a chance to get outside. He tried to kind of juke inside and get to the edge, and they just struggled to play out. Panthers lead 7-0. Nine minutes left in the first quarter, second and about 11. Again, Washington straight up the middle, makes a couple guys miss at the point of attack, still on his feet, out close to the 30, and it's going to be enough, I think, for a first down. Nice run by Trey Washington. Yeah, you got to give Trey a lot of credit on that play. It was a designed run right up the middle, and he just dodged a couple of guys and uh, got enough distance to get a first down. First and 10 from the 30. Adler on a keeper. Now he cuts it up, finds him a bit of a running lane, gets out past the 35 to about the 36. Well, Grant, again, on that option play, he reads that end, and he acted like he was going to pitch it out to uh, Washington. He was able to cut up inside and pick up about uh, six yards. 8.30 to go in the first quarter. Panthers lead 7-0. This is their second possession, and I see that Washington's not in the game right now. So they're resting him at least this series. Again, Adler on a keeper, flips it out to Washington, makes a guy miss. 50, 45-yard line of Salina goes Trey Washington. Yeah, and Trey that time, that was uh, a nice pitch by Adler. They bid on Adler. He pitched the ball deep out to, to Trey, and Trey gets to the edge that time and uh, takes it inside Salina South Territory. The ball is going to rest about the 45. Again, Panthers are leading 7-0, and they're on the move now. Back to Pat. Now he puts, pulls it down, takes off running, 40, 35. Gets knocked down at about the 30, looks like 33-yard line. Well, we say it every week. You you, you just got to worry about this Panther offense because you got Grant Adler that's a true dual-threat quarterback. You, you can't just worry about Trey Washington. Adler does a good job that time of picking up the first down. First and 10 Panthers from the 33. Back to pass. Caught and dropped. Out of the hands of David Sims. Yeah, and that was just a little out route. and uh, Sims uh, had it in his hands and then just dropped it as he was going to the ground. Again, Adler shows that dual threat uh, ability. Second and 10, Panthers lead 
first quarter. Washington in the backfield. Pitch to Washington to the far side. 30, 25, 20. He gets run out of bounds right around the 20-yard line. Uh, again, Trey Washington's picking up a lot of extra yards on his own, and he's going to move the sticks again. If you're Salina South, you know you, you gave up an early touchdown. You had the ball down in Derby in their red zone, weren't able to capitalize. You really can't afford to give Derby another touchdown early. First and ten, Panthers on a keeper, Adler straight up the middle. Now he cuts to the outside, inside the ten, inside the five, or right around the five. It's going to be uh, looks like. First and goal for the Panthers. Well, that's how you run the zone read. And, and again, Adler just bellied it into uh, to Washington, waited till the last second, and then he is able to pick up big yardage. Play stopped. For It looks like Salina's going to be offsides. That'll probably be half the distance to the goal. Yeah, and again, the Panthers uh, have been able to just move the football methodically on this drive. A little bit of, you know, Adler's really only thrown the ball once. That one was dropped. It's been a, an Adler and Washington show on this series. First and goal, touchdown, Panthers. Yeah, it was just an option to the to the far side of the field. You, you know, hey, Trey gets out there. Grant just fakes like he's going to pitch the ball, and the whole team collapses on Washington. Adler's able to cut up inside untouched. I mean, he made that look very, very easy. He had a nice lane to run through. Uh, I, I don't. I didn't see anybody within two, three yards of him on either side of him, so that was a very nice lane for him to run through, and he took it in from two and a half yards out. Extra point by Simmons coming up. Good hold, and the kick is good. So with 7-16 left, Panthers extend their lead to 14 14- zero over Salina. Well, and if you're Coach Sellers in this team, you talk about letting the wind out of the cell early in a ball game. You know, as I said, you give Derby a quick touchdown. You, you start moving the ball on your own. You get it down into the red zone. And you cough it up. and You allow Derby to, in, in five or six plays, move downfield. You're down 14 <clears> to nothing now, and it's uh, still 7-16 left in the first quarter. But you know, but if you're Coach Sellers, you're saying, "Hey, look, we just moved the ball. We just we just moved the ball on these guys, so we know we can do it." And you know, so he's got to be he's got to be coaching them up in that regard because, uh, you know, yeah, we scored a couple of times quick, but Kevin, you got to admit, uh, we haven't seen anybody move the ball like that on us yet this year. And, and they they moved it down inside, I think, inside the 15 in about three plays. Uh, they, they did it that, and I will, will be interested to see what Coach Wiedrich talked to these guys about on the sideline, how they come out this next series and, uh, and play defense. Well, Adler will be kicking off, and it looks like Cox is deep. He's on the far side. And it's going to come down to Cox at about, oh, the eight, and he fell down. He slipped on the turf, and that's where Salina's going to have it. Well, and he, he did the right thing. I mean, he <clears throat> fell on the ground before the ball came down, and so he was laying on the ground. The ball, fortunately, if you're Salina South, came right to him. He caught it. But, you know, if you, if you try and stay away from that one and the ball's rolling loose, you never know. Panthers could have ended up with the ball on the three- or four-yard line. So, you know, I guess a good play by uh, Salina South just to retain possession. It was a good catch by the young man because he slipped and he caught it while he was laying on his back. So it was a good play by by Cox. Galloway and Cox are in the backfield. Ball's yeah. on the eight-yard line. 
Callaway's a big kid. Back to pass. Just a quick little screen pass out to Cox. He gets out past the 10, just short of the 11. But he was just uh, absolutely tattooed that time by Dorsey. Oh, what I'm noticing, we saw him uh, saw him slipping on the kickoff return. You just saw another slip out there by a couple of the Panthers. It did rain here earlier today, so this field is obviously a little bit slippery still. 6.40 to go in the first quarter. Panthers lead 14-0. Salina has it, second down and seven. And they give it to Cox. He gets out. He drives his way out to about the 15-yard line. And he picked up, as we said, Cox is a big kid, and he was able to pick up pretty good yardage that time, but he's still going to bring up third and about, what, Doyle, three? Third and about two and a half, three yards to go. And, and, and yeah, he, he's just a sophomore, so he's got a lot of room to grow, Mr. Cox does. Third and about two and a half, three yards to go. Panthers lead 14-0. We're in the first quarter. Back to pass goes Galloway. A little bit of pressure. Panthers pressure him and sack him for about, it looks like about a two-yard loss. So it's going to be fourth and long for Salina. Man, it looked like uh, coming in off, off the bottom of the pile, Searing and Dorsey <laughs> on the sacks. So, you know, what looked like maybe it was uh, a doable third down turns into a huge loss and brings out the punting team for Salina South. Well, you know, it was probably, I don't know, it could have been just an obvious passing situation. But, uh, you know, the Panthers played it very well. Their front three put a lot of pressure on uh, Galloway, forced him out of the pocket, and uh, consequently they got him for about a two-yard loss. Punt's going to be fielded by Ginyard at about the Panther 47, makes a couple of guys miss, and gets brought down at a, probably the – 48-yard line of Salina. Well, Terry Ginyard, we talked about this several times. He's an old running back. He's playing uh, defense now. But uh, very, uh, very athletic young man. And he just made two or three Salina South guys miss. And uh, I don't know how he got what he did out of uh, picking up the punt late like that. First and 10. Panthers, they lead 14-0 with five minutes to go in the first quarter. Karzak goes in motion, back to pass, rolling to the far side. Now he brings it down and starts to run with it is Adler. He get, picks up maybe two down to about the 45. And I think it was a design pass play. Adler rolled out, looked down, and uh, felt like he had a big lane to run in. It, uh, but you got to credit Slide of South for closing that, uh, that opening pretty quickly. The second and eight. Panthers, again, they lead 14-0. Adler on a keeper. Big hole, 30, 25, and he's brought down at about the 22-yard line, first down Panthers. Adler was just very patient on that play and was able to pick his way through and pick up big yardage once again. Uh, we're, we're just outside of the red zone, and uh, we're still here in the first quarter with the 14-0 Panther lead. First and 10 from the 22. Back to pass. Got lots of time. Adler throws it in the end zone, intended for David Sims, but it's good defense out there by Salina. Well, they were able to break up the ball uh, at the last second. Nice throwing ball uh, to Sims. It just uh, was knocked away at the last second. 
going to be second and 10. Panthers lead 14-0. Adler's shown the ability again to run the football and uh, put it up in the air tonight. Give it to Washington straight up the middle. He gets down close to a first down, just outside the 10. I think he picked up enough yardage. It looks like they're going to move the sticks. Oh, give this offensive line some credit. Uh, they're opening some good holes for, for Washington right now, and I know that was something Coach worked on all week. Adler on a keeper. Gets hit hard at about the 10-yard line. Might have fell forward and picked up another yard. Well, Salina that time did a good job of, of, of not biting on Adler's little fake. He's been acting like he's going to pitch the ball, and when he does, they all cave in on Trey Washington and it leaves a running lane for, for Grant. That time they closed up the gap. 14-0 Panthers, 3-30 to go in the first quarter. A pitch to Washington. Got a penalty marker down, and Washington's going to be stopped after a very short game. And where you see that penalty marker, you got to figure it's going to be either a hold or a block in the back because it was all out there right in front of Trey, whereas, uh, whereas uh, receivers and linemen were at. We might get a hold on one of our receivers. We're going to wait and see what's called. The block in the back against the Panthers. So that's going to move it back 10 yards, so it'll make it uh, – Oh, it'll put it out to the 20, so it'll be oh, second down and 19 for the Panthers. They lead 14-0, 3.29 to go in, in the first quarter. And Adler's had more success, really, on the ground than he, that he's had in the air. Salinas South's given up a lot of rushing yards here in the first quarter. Adler. Pitches it out to Washington. Washington fumbles the football. And I don't, it wasn't that great of a pitch, and Washington just couldn't handle it. Salina recovered it at their own 25 yard line. Well, it's just that quick pitch, and it, and it was. It was a little bit, uh, I mean, Derby runs it so fast that they were able, they pitched the ball, and it's almost, you know, they're, they're moving downfield so quickly, and that time he just wasn't able to hang on to the football. Going to be first and tenth from their own twenty-five. With uh, looks like three nineteen left, they trail fourteen zero. Well, I think that's the first time Trey's put the ball on the ground this season. First and ten, they give it to Cox, and he's going to get smothered and thrown down for maybe a two-three yard loss. Yeah, several Panthers in the backfield that time. Dorsey's the last guy that got up off the off the play. I know Seth Smith was in the backfield, and and uh, you know that's what we need. We need these defensive linemen to get up in in the backfield and uh, create some havoc tonight. Panthers lead 14-0, 2:50 left in the first quarter. Second down and 12 or 13. Galloway on a keeper. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and long, Salina. Again, you get uh, you got Dorsey coming up. Heilman comes up from the from the bottom. I know Heilman was blitzing on the play, and that's what uh, Coach Wietrich wants to do is create that uh, that unexpected and uh, give these guys something to think about. Right now, Heilman and and uh, Noel are the inside backers. Galloway threw it over the head of the intended receiver, and it's going to be fourth down and long. Well, putting pressure on him like that, and then he just misfires. Uh, Knox had good 
open coverage on the receiver. The ball was overthrown by about five yards. That was his number one receiver, Ty Garrett, that he was trying to hit on that, but uh, just kind of probably threw it a little bit sooner than he wanted to. Plus, he had guys in his face, so it's going to be fourth down and long, two twelve left. Well, if there's any question, the defense uh, has gotten a little little stiffer. Back deep, it was Ginyard and Washington. There's a stop of, in play. It's going to be procedure, I think, against the line of south. It is procedure on the special teams for Salina South. That's going to move the ball back inside the 20 down to, oh, probably the 18. But it's still going to be fourth down and long. Panthers lead 14-0. Not a very good punt. It's going to take a Salina bounce out to about the 41 or 42-yard line. That's where Derby will have it, at the 41 or 42 of Salina. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Biddles Automotive, Derby Recreation Center, Derby Plaza Theaters, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, and DNM Mechanical. First and ten for the Panthers. They give it straight ahead to looks like Lim Wash. He picked up about six yards after he ran through two or three Salina Central tacklers. Well, Lim Wash was met in the backfield that time <laughs> Salina South, and as you said, he just kept his legs moving, got his pads low, and. Is able to push to push them through for about a six-yard gain. Adler on a keeper. He's going to get drugged down after very little gain. It's going to be third down and about four. Panthers lead 14-0. We're about a minute and 20 left here in the first quarter. Osh is still in at uh, the running back position. I'm sure that Trey's just getting a little bit of a breather here. Again, nothing fancy by the Panthers so far tonight, but uh, we do lead uh, 14-0 still here in the first first quarter. Third and three. They give it to Wash. Stumbles forward. Gets the first down and more inside the 20. Down close to the 15. Well, I'll tell you what, Lim Wash, just, when, when I say get your shoulder pads low, Lim Wash was about as low as you could get. It, it was like he just went underneath the line of South defenders, able to pick up a big first down. First and 10. And we've got a penalty marker. I'm going to guess it's on Salina. They weren't really set. Panthers went a hurry-up mode. We'll see what the call is. And it is on Salina. Uh, they were offside, so that's going to give the Panthers five yards. They already lead 14-0. They're threatening to extend that lead. I, I don't know how Lim Wash could stay upright as low as he was on that run. First and five. A pitch out to Wash. Gets inside the 10, runs over a guy at about the five, and goes down at about the four, maybe the three-yard line. And all I can say, when Lim Wash gets the ball in his hands, he's fast. He just stands these defensive guys up and plants them. It just reminds me of the kids, what they said in uh, a couple games ago when they said, hey, it's just a speed bump for him when a guy gets in front of him. 
Adler on a keeper gets down to maybe the two-yard line, depending on the spots. going to be second goal from there. Adler was able to dive forward, but uh, second goal uh, down here this close. If you're sliding south, you better uh, really stiffen things up. 14-0, Panthers lead. Again, Adler pitches it out to Wash. Wash costs it up. The ball's on the ground, and Salina picked it up and got out to about the 28 or 29-yard line. Kevin, it looked to me like he was down before the ball came loose, but Evidently, the official didn't see it that way. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, he was trying to stretch out to the goal line, and, and it looked to me like he should have been called down. The officials are kind of meeting here, but, uh, you know, we'll see what they call. But if not, uh, and I I think they're going to allow line of South to have the football, they're going to take it out to about the 30-yard line. Yeah, I, you know, we, don't have, we didn't have as good a view as they did, but it sure looked like he bounced off the ground, then the ball came came loose but uh, evidently the officials didn't see it that way so it's going to be some line of ball so they they've dodged their second bullet the panthers have, have turned the ball over inside their 20 inside salina's 20 yard line last two times they've had the ball two seconds left in the first quarter panthers lead 14-0 back to pass galloway just kind of throws it up for uh garrett and it goes over his head that's going to end the first quarter play, Panthers lead this one 14-0. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. Derby High School's Fellowship of Christian Athletes presents Fields of Faith. One day, one message, one stand. Wednesday, October 9th at Derby's Panther Stadium. The event kicks off at 6.15 with free food, games, and lots of giveaways, including two 4K smart TVs, live music, and a special message just for teens. All middle and high school students from area schools are invited to attend this one-night Christian event hosted by Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Don't miss Fields of Faith. Wednesday, October 9th at Panther Stadium. The event starts at 6.15. Giveaways will be throughout the evening. You must be present to win. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend's show. Francesca Battistelli is here. She'll stop by to tell us what she hears from her fans. For King & Country, share about some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about them. And Jeremy Camp gives us some insights on going back to the basics. We'll give you a chance to win the new Big Daddy Weave release, When the Light Comes, and hear future hits from We the Kingdom and Cochran & Company. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Ah, the month of October. Leaves falling down. We now have to oil our rakes and put on our sweaters. Join me, Larry Wayne, this weekend for musical memories from the 70s through the 90s because we're going to celebrate Christian artists having birthdays during this October month. That includes Michael W. Smith, Wayne Watson, C.C. Winans, Toby Mack of DC Talk, Mylon Lefebvre, and many more. Coming up next time on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Live 105. We're back in Salina. Panthers lead 14-0. There was a bit of a loss on the first play, like five or six yards. So it's now third down for Salina and Long. They give it straight up the middle to Cox. He's hit hard after about three, maybe four yards. So it's going to be fourth and long again for Salina. Yeah, and they just, uh, you know, after that first series when they were able to move the ball easily on the Panther defense, Coach Wiedrich figured it out. And, uh, they've had very little luck moving anything. and This drive's going to stall out inside their uh, own 30-yard line. 
again, you assume that Panthers are going to get great, great field position. Back deep to catch the punt is Washington and Ginyard. Washington is on the near side this time. Ginyard far side. Looks like it's going to be Ginyard. And it's going to go out of bounds at, oh, right around the Panther 40. We'll wait and see where they mark it. That's where Derby's going to have it with their first possession of the second quarter. They lead 14-0, but again, we want to remind everybody they've turned the ball over inside to the Cougar 20-yard line the last two times they've had the ball. Doyle, again, online listeners tonight include Golden, Colorado, Fort Lee, Virginia, Germany, Prosper, Texas, Denver, Colorado, and Atlanta, Georgia. You can listen to these ball games again on a live 105 kd2kq.com or Spotify. Pitch outside to Washington. He gets out too close to the 50 before he's really knocked out of bounds. Again, you can listen to those ball games after the broadcast. That way, if you want to hear them, but uh, as uh, as we say every week, we've got a lot of Panther listeners out there uh, in, in several parts of the country. We got a Panther on the field, uh, Kevin. It looks like it's uh, looks like it's Larson. I, I it looks like twelve, but I'm having a hard time seeing his number. That yeah, way, we're trying to do process of elimination now, and, and looking out there, and you see Adler, Stanton, Washington, Sims, Reed, Liston. So I, I think you may be right. It could be uh, Larson. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we, our trainer, our medical staff's out there with him, and Salinas' medical staff is out there with him. Uh, Coach Clark's out there. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's nothing serious. While we got a, a break in the action, tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Will Hyde Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Express. Water and Hardscapes, Pizza John's, El Paso Animal Hospital, Riverside Cafe of Derby, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Paws Photography by Kelsey Lockie and Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. The Doyle, it was uh, Aaron Larson. He was able to get up on his own tonight. He's walking off the field, a little bit of a, of a limp, but uh, good to see uh, Larson back up. Coming in for Larson is uh, Deshaun Wright at the wide receiver spot on the far side. So we're, we're down a couple starting wide receivers so far tonight. Second and two, Panthers lead 14-0. Back to pass goes Adler. Now he's got some pressure on him, being chased out of the pocket. Just kind of throws it up, and he... Threw it out of bounds, which is probably a smart thing to do. Well, he kind of he had a lot of pressure on him. He's able to get over to the far sideline, and you're right. He kind of threw it out of bounds. Uh, I would like to have seen that ball thrown a little further out of bounds because uh, a slide of South guy tried to get in the, in the way of it, but nonetheless, a uh, good move by Grant Adler. 10-10 to go in the half. Washington gets to the outside, makes a guy miss. Still on his feet, going to be out close to the first down. He might have a first down. Yeah, Trey did a good job that time, of just bouncing it out, kind of knowing where the yard sticks were and picking up uh, enough to move the chains. So it'll be first and 10. Panthers lead 14-0. 
Again, Trey Washington finds a bit of a crease, still on his feet. Gets down inside the 40 to about the 38-yard line. Yeah, Trey was stood up about three yards short of where he finally ended up. You know, again, you got to keep your feet moving. That's that's your whole center. I mean, he kept his feet moving and bounced off of uh, one of the Salina South guys and was able to pick up those extra three yards. Kevin Washington came on the field, and then somebody came in for Kevin. Uh, so they're kind of kind of playing a little kid gloves with Kevin Washington. Get that ankle, uh, get that ankle mended up. Fourteen zero Panthers. Second and about two. They give it to Washington. Gets caught from behind and still manages to fall forward. It'll be close to a first down. It depends on the spot. It was good enough for a first down, so it's first and ten from about the thirty. It's like 36-yard line. Low snap, but Adler handles it. Pass to Sims. Adler's the guy that ran in the last touchdown on a keeper to give the Panthers the the three-touchdown lead. Back to pass. Good coverage out there by the Panthers, nearly intercepted by Ginyard. So it's going to be third down and long. Yeah, while while we were away, Panthers just methodically ran it down the field. It was mostly uh, Adler and uh, Trey Washington, and finally just punched it in to take the 21-0 lead. Third down and long for Salina. They give it to Cox. He's not going to get the first down. He falls forward for four or five yards. It's going to be fourth down, and it looks like fourth and five. You know, Doyle, since that opening drive, Derby has just kept Salina South down on their end of the of the field. You know, as we said, we thought Coach Wiedrich could make some quick adjustments, and he did just that, so it's going to force another Salina South punt. Well, Cox is coming off the field, and he's got to be helped. He hit his head. He come down hard on his head. I don't want to make any, any uh, diagnosis or anything, but he hit pretty hard on the turf, and, uh, you know, maybe he's got to – it looks shoulder, like they're working on a shoulder, shoulder maybe, stinger but. or something like that. But again, I'm not trying to diagnose anything. That's just what it looked like to us. Got a penalty marker. I'm sure it's probably going to be delay a game on Salina, and that's what it is. That'll move it back five more yards, so it's going to be still fourth down, but it'll be fourth and ten from the 29-yard line. Panthers are going to get excellent field position with 6.51 left in the half. They're going to get excellent field position. They already lead 21-0, and uh, Salina's going to give the ball up again. And again, not not something Coach Sellers wants to see is penalty after penalty. Just a low spinner, but it's going to take a Salina bounce. It's going to get inside the 35 down to about the 34 of the Panthers. That's where they'll have it to start this possession. Again, they lead 21-0. There's... Plenty of time to go here in the half, and, uh, you know, Panthers are going to have the ball. Pretty good field position. If you're sliding us out, you just dodged a big bullet because that was an awful pun. I mean, it came off his foot, was only about five yards high, and it was spinning sideways. And Fortunately for them, it did take a slide of south bounce. Otherwise, uh, they would have had about a 10-yard kick. Going to be... Spotted right at the 35-yard line of the Panthers. Washington Adler in the backfield. Panthers have stacked receivers to both sides of the field. Back to pass goes Adler. 
Got a man open. Caught. It looked like Deshaun Wright. Wow, just a beautiful play. I mean, you can, if you're Grant Adler, you can't throw a ball a whole lot better than that. He just tossed it out there. I was waiting to see if we were going to be able to run underneath it. And this is a guy we haven't seen a whole lot of in right, and he just runs underneath it. It's huge first down pay, play for the Panthers. All the way down to the Salina 20, looks like Salina 23-yard line. That's where they have it first and 10. That's Adler, not sure if he wanted to run it or throw it, and he finally decides to run it and gets back maybe to the line of scrimmage. Well, you go back to that previous play, and you know we had I think that's the first time this year we've seen the stack set to both sides, and all of a sudden Wright comes out of the thing and just running downfield. Adler just chucks the ball, and Wright runs underneath it. Just a nice pitch and catch. Second and 10, they give it to Washington, and he gets maybe two yards on Second down, so it's going to be third and long, third and about eight for the Panthers. They lead 14-0, clock moving, 5.40 to go here in the half. 21-0. Remember, we had to touch down during oh, the Oh, yeah, during I the... remember that, but the, the, the window was blocking it. I couldn't see the score. <laughs> Again, just a pass I think it was intended for Dave and Sims, but it was a little off the mark, so it's going to be fourth down Panthers. You know, fourth down, and you're in that uh, range where you know it'd be an awful long field goal, and uh, this is this is a doable play for the Panthers. Fourth and eight, yeah, they field goal would be about 35, 36 yards, so they're going to go for it. At least that's the plan. What it looks like right now, Panthers had good success running the option so far tonight. Back to pass goes Adler. The man over, just out of the reach of it looked like Reed Liston, so the ball's going to go over on downs to Salina with 526 left and the Panthers leading 21-0. Doyle, uh, the Derby High School Fellowship of Christian Athletes invites you to Fields of Faith Wednesday, October 9th, Panther Stadium. There's free food, games, kickoff at 615, music and messages for teens. Starts at 7. I'll tell you what, there's giveaways throughout the night, including two 4K TVs. All middle school and high school students from area schools are invited to attend. Sounds like a great night uh, for to go out and uh, and celebrate the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Field of Faith. First and 10, Salina from their 20. They give it straight ahead to the tailback. And I don't think it was Cox. No, it was not. It was... Uh, Deshaun Nash, Cox is still sitting on the bench. Uh, looks like he's got a trainer around him, so hopefully he'll be all right. He's he's a pretty good size running back, and he runs hard. Yeah, and it looked like, like you said, it's hard to tell, but they were kind of messing around his shoulder region. But uh, nonetheless, he's out of the ball game right now. 21-0, Panthers lead, 450 left in the half. Back to pass. Galloway, he's got a lot of pressure on him. He gets out of the first wave. Going to be out uh, about the 32-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down. Well, unfortunately, we had Seth Smith that looked like all over him, and he wasn't able to bring him down, and he's able to scramble out of it and pick up the first down. That was a nice run by Galloway. Picked up 10 on the play. Galloway's had a lot of pressure on him every time he gets back in the pocket. We've got Panthers in his face. And they give it to Nash. 
He's hit immediately. It looked like Dorsey took him down, Dorsey and Smith. Yeah, and they were in the backfield immediately on the play. So the nice run uh, by Galloway is negated on, on the next play. Four minutes left. Panthers lead 21-0. Now Dorsey's created havoc all night. I'm sure Smith, uh, you know, a- after missing the last tackle, said, hey, I'm going to get a little piece of this action. So good uh, good play by our front three. Salina has trips to the near side, single wide out far side. Galloway back to pass. Just a quick little screen out in the flat. And that was blown up real nice out there. It looked like it was Coozer. Yeah, Coozer was out there quickly again. That's about all Galloway can do is try and hit that quick opener. And, and you know, those are usually the passes in the flats or the slants. And uh, this Panther defense has definitely uh, come alive after that first series. Looks like it's third down. Third down, about 14. Back to pass with Galloway. Looks like it could be intercepted. I, mean, it I was. think it was. It could, should be Ginyard out there. Doyle, that ball was just kind of thrown up for grabs. you got to give Ginyard a ton of credit. He just sat out there waiting for the football, goes up high for it, comes down with it. So Panthers uh, capitalize on another turnover by Salina South. Great coverage out there by Terry Ginyard, and uh, it, it paid off that time because he kept himself in position and played the ball. First and 10 Panthers from their own 35. They lead 21-0. Adler, big hole up the middle, still on his feet, inside the 30 to about the 27 of Salina. Well, if anyone questioned whether Grant Adler was going to carry the football a lot tonight, He's carried the football a lot. They're biting on the option. He's able to keep the ball and uh, picks up another big Panther first down. First and 10 from the 27. They lead 21 nothing. They give it to Washington. He finds a bit of a crease, makes a couple of spin moves, gets down inside the 10. Well, Panthers are just chewing up yardage now on the ground. Washington spins off a couple of guys and picks up more yardage, takes it down. Uh, ball's going to be just uh, outside the five-yard line. Again, they give it to Washington. He gets to the outside, gets inside the five, gets down maybe to the two, three-yard line. Panthers lead 21-0, and they're threatening with 2.30 left in the half. Uh, Panthers kind of shot themselves on the foot in a couple of drives. They fumbled on about the three-yard line, uh, which looked like maybe it wasn't a fumble, but uh, you know the, the officials didn't rule, uh, didn't rule wash down, so they're now uh, threatening to put this thing up by four touchdowns. Adler straight in, nice lane to run. Panthers lead 27-0. Well, Adler just looked that time. He started to run to the left. The whole pursuit of the Salina South team went that way. He looks back inside and takes it into the end zone easily. Simmons is on for the extra point, and we'll see who's holding. I don't think it's not Larson. It's uh, Mercer Thatcher. And the kick looks good, but it's not. It, it, it looks good, but evidently it was wide to the left. And so with 2.12 left, Simmons misses only his second extra point of the year. And it's Panthers 27, Cougars nothing. I think I think uh, Simmons, he, he missed his first extra point down in first 
of the season down in Garden City. Well, things get different, though, when you got a different holder and you all of a sudden Thatcher comes in for where Larson's been holding the football and you just don't know if the timing's a little different or what. But uh, unfortunately, that one uh, was missed. So the Panthers lead now 27-0, still 2-12 uh, remaining before the half. And that was a great point on that uh, in terms of the holder. That that makes a you know it makes a big difference. Uh, it's been Larson all year long, and uh, that's the first extra point he's attempted without Larson back there. It looked like it was a good snap, and it looked like Thatcher did a good job getting the ball down. But you know, like like you talked, it, timing is everything with this extra point kicking. Panther kickoff team uh, <laughs> is again getting their workouts in tonight. A uh, couple of Nice kick returns by Salinas South. So the Panthers, uh, I guarantee you that's one of the things Coach DeVore and Coach Clark work on so much. Uh, we'll be interested to see how they get down the field and cover this uh, kick. Adler kicking. High end over end is going to go out of bounds. And that will be an automatic penalty marker. And, and Salinas should get it up on their own 35-yard line to start this possession. 2-12 left. They, they've got... The score is 28-0, but I'm, nah, they changed it back to 27. I was going to say I'm almost positive that <laughs> the official said it was no good. And so it's it's now 27-0. Well, Nadler kicked the ball well. He kicked it. Uh, he went out at about the three- or four-yard line, but it, it was obvious that it was angling that direction. Had plenty of, plenty of leg on it. First and 10, Salina from the 35. Back to pass. Now now deciding to pull it down and run, but he gets thrown for a loss. Looked like Stewart on the tackle for the Stewart Panthers. came in very quickly on the play and uh, is able to throw him for a, for a nice loss. Going to be second, second long, second about, oh, I'm going to say 12 for Salina. And Galloway wasn't really, I don't think he was really sure whether he wanted to pass it or run it. And uh, Panthers put a lot of pressure on him, and he ended up having to run it. Second and 11, 12, five wide. Another pass, it's caught. There was a lot of pushing and shoving out there, but no flag. And it's caught inside the Panther 45. Uh, everybody was on a on a uh, fly route that time, and uh, Galloway just throws it up, and uh, Salina South was really fortunate to come down with the ball. Ginyard had pretty good coverage on the uh, receiver, but uh, they're going to move the ball down just outside the Panther 40. Ginyard had great coverage, and, and like I said, there was a little hand fighting. And again, they give it to Nash, and he's not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. In fact, he's going to lose four yards. I think ball may be on the ground. Panthers are saying they have it. But we're going to wait and see what the officials say. They're, they're the ones that count. They're saying Salina still has it in second down. Now, Panthers were back again very quickly. Uh, uh, several Panthers in on the tackle. To get the last guy getting up is Tyler Dorsey. Well, well, Tyler's one of those guys that every week's getting double teamed, and you know he's just uh, he, he's just one of those tough nose guards that you don't run up up against very often. In second, school. second and sixteen, maybe closer to seventeen. Back to pass goes Galloway again, just a fly pattern, 
And uh, he's just kind of throwing it up there, hoping his receiver will run under it. That was a little bit short. Again, good coverage out there by Ginyard. Ginyard had good coverage. He's running step for step for him, but uh, Galloway almost found his guy inside uh, on the catch. Ginyard did a good job of shielding the receiver from coming in to get the ball. It was inside, and that's going to – Looks like timeout going to be called. Well, I don't know what's going on. I think timeout's being called by Salina. And uh, well, Doyle, it's been pretty much uh, Panther uh, football down here in Salina tonight. But uh, you know, Panthers the lead twenty-seven zero. But we have literally missed at least two golden opportunities to put points on the board. You know, I think it's you know if you're Coach Clark, you're going to look at this thing and go. Hey, we've outplayed these guys. Our defense has played well after the first series. We've had some sloppy mistakes that uh, he's going to want to talk about when he gets in at halftime. Yeah, a couple of fumbles uh, inside the Salina 20-yard line, uh, those two turnovers, and then we give it back on downs uh, just in this quarter, the last time we were down inside their territory. So it's now third and about 16, maybe 17 for Salina. Pressure being chased and brought down. Look, or no, Seth Smith immediately on the sack. I looked up and I thought it had to have been a safety coming in as fast as Smith got in the backfield. You know, Seth, I talked to him earlier in the week and he goes, Coach, I'm going to get me some sacks uh, Friday night. And that time he came out like a rocket shot out of a missile. So great job by Seth Smith. Well, he, they lost about 10 or 12 yards on that. And uh, that's, uh, a good sack for Seth, and you're right. He was in there. Quarterback had no chance, and uh, it's going to be fourth down and well, fourth down and very long for Salina. They got nine seconds left here in the first half. Again, Panthers lead 27-0. It's been all Panthers, uh, uh, but Kevin and I both know that uh, it could be worse than 27-0 if the Panthers don't turn it over a couple of times, once on downs and and uh, twice through the fumble. And I said that about Seth because he, he was in there so quickly that I figured, and it's almost like you sent a guy safety on a blitz back area because this guy's hands in the dirt, so he has to come out of that stance and uh, get in the backfield. 11 seconds, I yeah, believe, they, remaining they got, before half. They've added a couple of seconds to the clock. Panthers lead 27-0. Salina will punt. Panthers, somebody called timeout. So Panthers are probably looking for a, a shot at maybe returning this, but the punter hit a beauty. Washington finally fell on the loose football at about the 20. That was just an excellent punt by the Salina punter. Well, and Trey, that was a tough ball to try and catch. Trey tries to catch it. And, and fortunately for Panthers, he's able to fall on his own fumble. But, uh, you know, sometimes those are punts that you just got to get out of the way of. And, you know, Panthers would have, would have uh, been in deep trouble if they gave the ball over inside their own 20. But nonetheless, two seconds left here before half. Panthers have the football. Yeah, Salina's playing a four-deep defense, so they're you know they're figuring maybe Derby's going to try to throw the deep ball with two seconds left. They lead 27-0. Now, those are those dangerous ones if you leave open the middle that uh, you give a good running back a, a chance to really uh, do some damage. Washington goes in motion. 
Adler gets outside the 30, down at about the 35 or 36. So picks up 15 or 16 on first down, but that's going to end the first first half. Panthers lead this one 27-0, and, you know, it's just – it's been really all Panthers. Well, it has. I, the opening drive, Panthers get a nice kick return. Yeah, I think in three plays they went down and scored – Went up 7-0. They let Salina South move the ball on them. Salina South fumbles. Panthers come back, and uh, it has. It's been all Panthers, and if you're just tuning in and you go, well, 27 nothing is a, is a lot. It is a lot to be to overcome, but it could very well uh, be two touchdowns more, and uh, I think that's what Coach Clark's going to probably talk to these guys about at half is, hey, guys, you know, we, we're up 27, but my goodness, we've we put the ball on the turf uh, a couple times. We just haven't executed to our game plan. Yeah, uh, we had a couple of fumbles that uh, Salina was quick to recover, and then, uh, again, we turned the ball over, I think, inside the 20-yard line in the, in the second quarter on on downs. And so the Panthers, you know, really, uh, as far as their execution, it has not been flawless, even though they're up 27-0. Well, and again, I think if you move anytime you're up, you're 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 okay with it. But uh, I think Coach Clark will have a talk about uh, what's going on here, and I think hopefully we'll see a different uh, group uh, in the second half. Panthers lead twenty-seven zero. This is Panther football on a live one hundred and five. We'll be back. KQLP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure. Offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, DerbyPlazaTheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets our thanks to elder law of kansas 777-1186 proud supporters of derby panther football tired of pesky weeds tender care offers lawn services like weed control along with lawn maintenance they offer landscaping irrigation swimming pools patios cook centers and more Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. El Paso Animal Hospital has been serving Derby, Wichita, and surrounding areas since 1978, providing a large array of diagnostic, surgical, medical, and boarding services all in one convenient location. Walk-in appointments are accepted for routine care, but for surgery or boarding arrangements, they can be reached at 251-0617. More information can be located on their website, elpasoanimalhospital.com. El Paso Animal Hospital is located at 841 North Buckner Street and is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sport leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction quotes. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium, or not at Panther Stadium, at Cougar Stadium, where the Panthers lead 27-0 in a game that uh, they really dominated from the outset. Oh, no question. I think from the opening kickoff, you know, Coach Sellers decided that he was going to defer to the second half, which means Panthers are going to, you know, uh, you know, they, they just came out immediately and put points on the board. And I, I think we talked about that, that if you're Coach Sellers, is that the right thing to do? Is it, is it the right thing to go, hey, I'll defer to the second half. I'm going to kick to a very potent Panther offense and let them score. And they did. They scored within three plays, and you're already down 7-0. Yeah, I think there's like 11-21 left in the in the first quarter when, when the Panthers punched the first one in. And, uh, yeah, it's – could be demoralizing, but, you know, Salina really, to their credit, they, they've kind of hung in there. They're behind by four scores, but they, they've kind of hung in there. Well, and we'll go ahead and get into the stats of the first half, uh, and it's going to bear out what we're talking about, that probably Salina South's lucky to be uh, down only 27-0. In first downs, Panthers led, lead big at the half. 24 first downs for the Panthers, just 10 for Salina South. Total rushing yards, Doyle. Panthers, 37 attempts on the ground, 319 yards. Salina South, 14 attempts on the ground, one yard. Wow. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, that uh, Brant Cox for him, he, he started out pretty hot for him, but Panthers solved him on the second second uh, possession for Salina, and, and Nash came in as, as his replacement. And I think he's got to be negative eight or nine yards. 
on pass attempts. Again, Adler not really having to throw the football tonight as he's been running more. But, you know, Adler just two for eight uh, throwing the football. Um, Slide of South, four for ten with uh, one interception. Panthers just 53 yards in the air, 54 yards in the air for Slide of South. So neither team throwing the ball great. But I guess if you got 319 yards on the ground, you don't really need to throw the ball if you're the Panthers. Yeah, you, you can get over that stat uh, if, if you got over 300 yards rushing in the first half. And uh, Panthers have been just They've had some gaping holes and lanes to run through, and uh, uh, it bears out on the stats. Well, and, and third, the, if you're the Panthers, you got to look at, I've got 372 total yards in one half of football. Well, there's a lot of teams that would be just elated to have 372 yards of offense at, at the end of the ball game. Panthers have that in one half. Turnovers, both teams have turned over the ball twice uh, tonight, so that's not a good sign. Uh, you know, individual stats, Adler, as we said, two for eight, 53 yards on the receiving end. Deshaun Wright, guy we hadn't heard much from tonight, he made the nice first catch, a nice 43-yarder downfield. Reed Liston has the other catch for 10 yards. In the rushing department, as we said, Adler, uh, you know, coming into the ball game, we said, hey, will we see him running the football much? Well, 17 touches for 154 yards is the answer there. Trey Washington, 15 touches, 144 yards. And Lim Wash, four touches for 31 yards. You know, so the Panther rushing attack, you know, is definitely on point tonight. Well, yeah, and I know we talked about, you know, the fact that uh, uh, Adler seemed to be a little beat up after the Carroll game. We didn't think he would uh, uh, carry the ball much. And, you know, that's just another reason for people to uh, uh, ask me who I'm taking in the Super Bowl, and they take the other team and they'll they'll clean up because we didn't think he would carry the ball much but he's he's carried the ball a lot tonight and uh, done a very good job at it well he has and that tells you and we keep talking about this offense and how well the option works for the panthers that bears out so far in the first half when you got your quarterback with 17 carries your running back with 15 carries and both of them at or near 150 yards on the ground it'll be interesting to see how coach clark comes out in the second half I mean, with a 27-0 lead, you know you're going to see those starters for at least a series, maybe a couple series. And and I think if you're Coach Clark, you got to look at it that we, even though you got this lead and you got a rushing attack like this, we really haven't looked that crisp. No, and and I I agree with that. Uh, uh, and, and I'm sure what Coach Clark is uh, emphasizing in it in the locker room is take care of the football. And uh, you know, Panthers have uh, really couple of fumbles deep in uh, Salina territory and uh, you know that that's one of those kinds of things that'll that'll give a coach gray hair and uh, age him a little bit well uncharacteristic for the Panthers turning the ball over I, I know that uh, you know, we went through several years with uh, with Coozer uh, in the backfield but I don't know that he fumbled and then you know Trey Washington's been very reliable with the football in his hands, and yet he's put the ball on the ground uh, at least once tonight. He had a fumble, a punt return. He was very fortunate to recover, and uh, so very uncharacteristic for the Panthers to to put the ball on the ground. Yeah, these are the kinds of things that uh, Coach Clark's going to work on, and and uh, you know talk about after the game at halftime and work on next week. You know the Panthers still lead this thing as as doom and gloom as we sound. They're still winning the ball game 27-0 this is panther football on a live 105 we'll be back 
We'd like to thank BM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they've built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969, offering build-your-own pizzas, simple pastas, salads, and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Making plans for the special day? Pause Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Pause Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Come, Flabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services the DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV 
Derby Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Well, we're back in Salina where uh, Panthers lead big in this one, 27-0. We're probably, I don't know, I guess six and a half, seven minutes away from the start of the second half. Uh, uh, neither team is out of the locker room yet. It's it's homecoming here in uh, Salina. And so they've got the king and queen candidates, and we're about ready to find out who who's going to win this thing. But uh, anyway... Uh, Panthers lead 27-0 in a game that uh, they've dominated, really, from the very start. Now, no question about that, Doyle. We uh, might as well get into some uh, area scores around uh, town. Uh, Garden Plain, 35, Trinity Catholic, 0. Here's one that the Salina fans will like. Salina Central all over campus tonight, 47 to nothing. This is in the first half. This is a Salina Central team that uh, – beat the Salina South team last week, and, uh, you know, we uh, we handled Salina Central pretty easy when we played them. Mulvane, 33, Campus, or I'm sorry, uh, Mulvane, 33, Coffeeville 6. Great Bend, 14, Carroll, 14. That's a halftime score. That uh, We knew that might be a Donnybrook. Cheney, 20, Collegiate, 14, another area game that uh, is of interest to the to, to the fans around here again since uh, Coach Wehrman now is the coach at Cheney. Uh, good to see him having a good season this year. Wichita East 14, Wichita North 6, Blue Stem 16, Yates 13, Gardner Edgerton, uh, Coach Decraft down there coaching with those guys. Gardner Edgerton 41, Olathe Northwest 0, Sedgwick 28, Marion 0, Olathe West 18, Shawnee Mission West 7. Eureka 13, Douglas 0. Mill Valley, uh, we just keep hitting those derby coaches. Mill Valley uh, 21, Blue Valley North 7. Andover 0, Valley Center 0. Again, every one of those guys, uh, it seems like a derby coach is all over. Free State 34, Smith Cotton, Missouri 6. Pratt 21, Kingman 0. Blue Valley North, or Blue Valley, excuse me, 28, Blue Valley Northwest 6. 
Those are just a few of the uh, the scores. We'll try and keep you updated on some of those because they do uh, they do matter to to Derby Doyle. I think you had some uh, interesting uh, tidbits uh, for us on uh, on uh, where Derby stands point wise and all that uh, going into state play. Yeah, and, and I just want to make one comment about that Blue Valley North score. Uh, if Blue Valley goes on to lose to Mill Valley, I think they'll be one and four. And, uh, you know, these are the guys that have been in the state final the last two years. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I guess from my perspective, uh, uh, their statements coming out of Blue Valley North was, hey, we're a dynasty now. And, you know, either either that dynasty's flopped or, or something because uh, they, they've been getting beat uh, on a regular basis this year. But well, they're having to replace an awful good quarterback that they lost. A very good quarterback. I believe he's the number two guy on the depth chart at at Wisconsin as a true freshman. So, you know, you got to replace somebody like that, and, uh, you know, it, it, it may take you a while. But, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about these points and, and, and all that business, and, uh, you know, the guys on the east side, the top four points, Shawnee Mission Northwest, they're the only undefeated team out of the 16 east, eastern half uh, 6A schools and they've got the maximum point total you can get, 52 points. And we talked about uh, our our uh, ex-coach from Derby Gardner at Gardner Edgerton. They're three and one. They've got 38 points. They're they're second. Olathe North is also three and one with 29 points. And Blue Valley is three and one with 20 points. And I might I might add the other 12 teams all have negative points. They may have a winning record, but they have negative points so that that's about it on the east side on the west side we've got you know a top seven uh derby has, is leading the pack with 52 points they're followed by 4-0 junction city with 46 4-0 lawrence which you know lawrence has, has come around they were 1-8 last year and they're 4-0 with 37 points so far this year dodge city they're also 4-0 and they've got 30 points. So uh, the West Side's got four undefeated teams, and they all have thir- at least 30 points. And then you've got Manhattan, Lawrence Free State, and Topeka High. They're all 3-1, and one, and they are 34, 30, and 24, respectively, point-wise. But right now the Panthers have a six-point lead on, on Junction City, and Shawnee Mission Northwest on the other side of the bracket has, it looks like, a 14-point lead on Gardner Edgerton. So those are the point standings. And we all know that, uh, that's a big deal in terms of, uh, uh, how the seating go after game number eight, your ninth opponent will be seated. And, uh, it'll be like one against 16, two against, you know, 15 and so on down the line. So, uh, uh, you know, that, that these points are, are a big determining factor in, uh, where you get seated and uh, who you would play the first round. Well, I got another updated score, and this one's just kind of, I, I don't know, it's on the wow side of things, I think. Andale uh, up 78 to nothing on Trinity Academy at the half. I, I understand that uh, Andale, with five seconds left in before half, was throwing deep balls to, to their starting guys to jump up. And, you know, we talk about that week in and week out, how, Coach Clark, uh, you know how classy the program is that you you start backing off. I mean, you start pulling guys out and doing the right thing. I, I just you and I never can understand how somebody could, you know, put up 70, 80 points and and still have uh, starters in a ball game. 
Well, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, it's just, well, let's score a whole bunch of points and people that didn't see the game, they'll just see the point totals. But, you know, they only get, they, you only get 13 points. I think, I think that's the way it is at Andale's level. I, I think you only get 13 points. So beating a team by 80 points or whatever the score is, you know, it, it doesn't really help you. And, it, and, and at some point, uh, you know, it might give you that reputation. Well, and you just don't, you know, there's just a, a point to, you know, we've had games uh, here at Derby that, you know, if you leave your starters in, yeah, you could have probably score 100 points on a team, but not the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that things are that way at Derby and uh, and how we do things. You know, I go back to last week at the end of the Bishop Carroll Derby game, you know, a hard-fought battle, battle against two great teams. You look down on the field and with about 10 seconds to go, it was a, it was a given Derby was going to win the ball game. You saw the Carroll and the Derby players come together, and they were hugging. And, and you know, it was two Warriors that had just finished a ball game, but mutual respect and, and great programs. I think Dusty Trail does a great job at Bishop Carroll. And we know what Coach Park instills here at Derby, and you know that's what you want to see out of high school athletes. We're getting ready to start the second half, and as we said, Coach Sellers opted to uh, give Dar- Derby the football in the first half to start the ball game. They'll get the ball here and. You know, Doyle, since that uh, opening kickoff and, and Salina South was able to move the ball on the Panthers, this defense has made a direct statement to uh, Coach Sellers and, and his Cougars. Well, and I see the young man Cox is out. He's one of the two deep ball receivers, so he, he went out in the, about the middle of the third quarter, didn't come back. I, I saw him kind of shaking his shoulder a little bit, so we, we got to figure that, you know, some kind of a stinger or something because he's back out there and he, this young man's going to be hard to deal with in in the next couple of years. He's uh, he's a big back. He's, he shows good speed and he shows good field awareness. And you're exactly right. Anytime you can see a kid come back in the ball game, you want to see that. Adler's kicking off. Going to be a high end over end. It's going to come down to Cox at about the five, ten, fifteen. Still on his feet, trying to get more yardage. He gets out to about the 17-yard line, so good coverage by the Panthers special teams. First guy down to, to make the tackles, Colson Searing. He was uh, down pretty quick. I'm sure that's another thing the coaches probably talked about at halftime was, hey, guys, our special teams has got to get downfield and make tackles. Going to be first and 10 from the 18-yard line. For Salina, they trail in this one, twenty-seven-zero. And uh, looks like Cox is back in the ball game. It's going to be a wildcat formation. They snap it directly back to Cox. He gets lit up at about the line of scrimmage and driven back. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I know Tanner Knox was one of the guys that finished the play, but lit up was a good answer. Is Cox uh, didn't get very far at all when he was met by several Panther defenders. Going to be second and 10. Well, make that, I guess they're going to give him a yard, so it's going to be second and nine. After that, Kerry Cox Bay has said, hey, why? remind me why I came back in this ball game because that was a, a big time hit by the Panthers. Again, Wildcat formation. Cox gets out close to the 20, and that then he gets driven back. By Jack Heilman. Heilman's the last guy that, uh, you know, had a hold of him and uh, mercifully let him go. So that's going to make it third down. 
And about nine, yeah, about third and nine, ball's resting on the 19. They got to get out to just past the, the 28-yard line for a first down. Panthers lead 27-0. Galloway's back in the game, and he's being chased and sacked by Panthers. Yeah, Panthers were back uh, pretty quickly on the play. and uh, Luke Stewart on yeah, the stop. Luke Stewart came in uh, that time, and you know, once again, Salina South is going to be punting from deep in their own territory. So second half uh, isn't starting much better than, it, than the first half uh, for Coach Sellers. Stewart was in the backfield very quickly. Back to punt for Salina is Cameron X. Nice high punt. It's going to be hitting on about the 35, bounced straight up, and took a bit of a Salina roll, and it's out to about the 30, looks like 39, maybe their 40-yard line, so... Outstanding field position for the Panthers to start this possession. They lead 27-0, and they're inside the 40-yard line of the Cougars. And that ball was kicked very high, and the Panthers all just got away from the football. Those are the ones that you're screaming, you know, hey, guys, no one near. You don't want it accidentally touching you and giving up the football. Trips to this side for the Panthers. Now Karsak goes in motion to the far side. Washington and Adler in the backfield. Now Reed Liston goes in motion to the far side. Adler with a pitch out to Washington. He gets knocked down at about the line of scrimmage. And there was just a lot of movement on that play by the Panthers as far as sending Liston in motion. Karsak went and reset it at the tight end position on the far side. And Liston comes in motion trying to block uh, for uh, Adler and, and Washington on the play. And uh, just a lot of movement. Second and 10, well, second and 11, actually. Straight up the middle goes Adler, gets a nice lane to run in, gets inside the 20, down to about, they're going to mark it just inside the 20. Again, Adler just bellies it into uh, Washington, and they bite hard on him, and he takes off right on his heels and picks up big yardage, and this was made right up the gut. So once again, give this Panther offensive line some credit. We're opening some gaping holes tonight for these backs. And we've got a stoppage of play. It's going to be a false start on the Panthers, so that'll move it back five yards. So we said Coach Clark, that was one thing he wasn't overly happy with last week was how his offensive line played. You know, So far tonight, these guys uh, have opened holes for both uh, Adler and uh, Washington. Panthers lead 27-0, 8.55 left. In the third quarter, first and 15, Washington gets to the outside. Going to get back to the original line of scrimmage, pick up maybe another yard. So it's going to be, so oh, looks like second and about nine. The Panthers open the second half with the on their muscle on defense again, which forced uh, Slide of South to have to punt the ball away. Really, Dwell Derby all night long has had good feels. Washington makes a guy miss in the backfield. Now he gets to the far side of the field, does a little jump cut, and it looks like he's down close to the first down. Well, Washington was bottled up, and you, know, you thought, okay, he's not going to pick up any yardage, and all of a sudden he reverses his field, gets out to the outside, and you know he does that little gallop move that he is so patented for that uh, you can't teach a kid 
and is able to pick up good yardage. Again, straight up the middle goes Washington, close to the goal line, and it is a touchdown Panthers. I was going to say Washington again kind of reversed his field, and uh, I knew that uh, where he was at, he was either going to be awful close or he'd stretched into the end zone. He's able to stretch in, so Panthers again, are, are the running game has just been phenomenal here tonight. On for the extra point, Simmons. The holder is Mercer Thatcher. A little bit of a high snap, but Thatcher gets it down, and Simmons nails it. So it's now 34-0. And again, uh, you know, here we are with 8.21 to go in the third. That running clock, you know, could come into play. I'm trying to remember. I think it's 40 points in the second half or 45. I I just was reading that rule today. It's it's 45 points. Really, now it's a... It's a mandated rule, even even in the playoffs. The only time it doesn't come into play is in a state championship game, and then they, they can't do it. But uh, they just mandated that. Uh, it used to be kind of up to the discretion of the of the of the facility, but uh, you know we're still uh, we still got uh, a little bit to go for that. But uh, Panthers do come out with their opening drive in the second half and put points on the board. Well, I, I can remember when we first came in contact with that rule we were playing a city league school and and we were we were thumping them pretty good and uh that at that time it was it was a rule within the city and we were playing at the city league facility so that rule was in play and uh, since then it's pretty much like you said it's been adopted pretty much statewide that's a good rule i mean it really is a good rule adler will be kicking off again cox is deep and along with him is Ty Garrett on the far side. This is a pretty good kick, but it's going to go out of bounds. Hit inside the five and took a bounce straight to the left, and well, that went out of bounds. And I, and I think Grant aims for that left corner all the time. Unfortunately, that one uh, sneaks its way out of bounds. You know, We were talking on our way up tonight about Adler and and, and his abilities as an athlete, Doyle, he's going to go down as one of the uh, one of the better all-around athletes Derby's had because he's a, a good football player, basketball, baseball. The kid's just a true athlete. First and ten from the thirty-five. On a reverse, oh, blown up! Nice play by the corner. It looked like it was Coozer. Coozer <laughs> gave up a lot of weight on the play, but. Coozer, uh, you know, he came in, and you don't play that any better than what he just did. So uh, all of a sudden, the uh, Panther defense, uh, as we said after that first series, has really come to life. Yeah, it's going to be second, maybe 12, after that nice play by Coozer. And Galloway back to pass, being chased by Seth Smith. A nice catch at about the 40-yard line. By Salina Central. Looked like Caleb Copeland. Still going to be short of a first down. I just have to get a kick out of, uh, you know, Seth's one of those guys that watches a lot of game film. And, and as I said earlier in the week, he said, Coach, I'm going to be in the backfield a lot tonight. He was just putting a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Third down and about, oh, five, five and a half. Picked off. Searing. Searing inside the 20. 
down to about the 15-yard line goes Colton Searing. Well, Colton Searing just did a great job of just waiting and stepping in front of a football. We had a lot of pressure again on the quarterback. Panthers come up with another huge turnover and take the ball down into the red zone. Doyle, I believe that's Searing's first interception of the season. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that one. The ball ends up right at the 15-yard line. Panthers are going to have it. They already lead 34-0 with 7.30 left. And uh, well, good things happen when you put that much pressure on a quarterback. That that was just a nice little hands. That was a great catch by Searing. Adler, Washington, in the backfield. Huge line splits. Adler on a keeper gets to the outside, inside the 10, down to probably about the 6 or 7-yard line. Now, Panthers, that's the first time tonight we just saw him spread out all the way across the field, and Adler just keeps the ball on his own and uh, lowers his shoulders and picks up a, a couple extra yards. Yeah, the big guys up front, they, they had some huge line splits, and, you know, that just makes Salina having to have to open up their defensive line. Adler again on a keeper. Gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Just going to be third down and about probably four and a half, five yards to go. Coach Clark hadn't uh, left the throttle. I mean, he hadn't taken the gas off at all here. He's kind of in an up-tempo offense. Even He's trying to just go at uh, line of South, make them uh, wear them out. Third and about four. Washington. Makes a couple guys miss. Makes a good move to the inside. Gets inside the five. It's going to be enough for a first and goal. I'll tell you, Trey and Grant both are going to be tired after tonight's ball game because, in essence, they've uh, they've just set out here and racked up yards. Well, they've been they've been the bulk of the Panther offense so far tonight. Panthers lead thirty four zero. There's six thirty to go. Panthers are going to get penalized, so it's going to move the ball back. I don't know what the penalty is. Maybe the white hat will show us. But they moved it all the way back outside the 15 or right around the 15. I don't know what the call was. I, did, I didn't see what, what the white hat. No, I didn't see any any call, but they immediately started marching the ball back. It was a big penalty, too. you, you got to figure it had to be a hold because, uh, you know, it ended up. Adler was inside the five. Now the ball's resting on about the 15-yard line. So somebody probably was holding. It's third down and long. Washington cuts inside the 10 down to about the seven. So pretty good gain by Washington. Yeah, Washington's had, and really the Panthers had good success running the ball in the middle of the field. Again, a tribute to what these offensive linemen are doing here tonight. Lim Wash is in the backfield along with Washington. Fourth down and about three for the Panthers. No panic here. They they figure they can pick this up. They pitch it out to Lim Wash. He cuts inside. He's gonna get uh, he's gonna get the first down, it sure looks like. I think you got to like your, your odds with Lim Wash because you know he's got speed. Lim Wash is not going to back down from anybody. as he's uh, He gets upfield quickly, and uh, if you get in his way, he's going to run over a couple guys. That's what he did on that play. Yeah, they faked it to Washington and then pitched it to, to Wash, and he gets first and goal on about the two-yard line. 
Adler on a keeper gets to the outside and into the end zone for the score with 5.04 left in the third quarter. Panthers up their lead to 40-0. to zero. On that time, it looked like Adler, you know, had the option to maybe go across the field. and He just keeps the ball himself and uh, marches into the end zone for, for a stand-up touchdown. Simmons on for the extra point. Thatcher's the holder after uh, Larson went out with an injury. Everything looks good, and the kick is good. So with 5.04 left in the third, Panthers increased their lead to 41-0. And <clears throat> you got to kind of wonder, are we going to see some of the twos after, you know, on this series, or if, uh, you know, the Panthers will keep their ones in there until they get a running clock. I, you know, I don't know how they're going to do that. And, again, we go back to that same theory that you need these kids playing some football. Last week they were tested. You know, they, they uh, against Bishop Carroll, the starter stayed in the ball game the whole time. But prior to that, we had guys leaving the ball game after the first series in the second half. And you, you got to get these guys as you start progressing in the season in condition to play a full ha- or full football game. Well, I think I think it was Newton where our starters didn't see the field after the half. But you're right in the other three games, except you know the other two games, they they play one series in the second half and then they were done and and. You know, they got to get in shape, and it's a long season, or at least we hope it'll be a long season. And, uh, you know, Panthers have to get these guys uh, playing time. And we do have a, a different kicker in now. So Adler's kicked a couple of them out of bounds, so we're going to see Simmons with the kickoff this time. And it's going to be taken at about the 16-yard line get out to about, it looked like Gall, uh, Garrett, and it gets out to about the 30-yard line. And he was uh, brought down uh, quickly that time by uh, Stewart. Looks like Archer's going to be given a bit of a breather. Uh, Tyler Allen's in at his end position. But other than that, it looks like Panthers have pretty much got their, well, they got some number twos in. Back to pass goes Galloway, yeah. And Dorsey just hits him hard after about a four-yard gain or loss. Well, we were in the backfield again. I think it was Smith once again putting pressure on him. As he gets loose from Seth, uh, Mr. Dorsey's there to to answer the call and uh, Get two of our, our down linemen are just having a heyday with Slina South. Yeah, Amari, Amari Ramirez is in at one of the safety spots right now. And we got a really good depth in the secondary. Going to be second and about 15 for Salina. Panthers lead 41-0. Back to pass goes Garrett. He's running for his life now. He gets knocked down probably three, four yards short of a first down. Well, and then what happened that time is Panthers were in the backfield very quickly, very aggressive, and he's able to just elude a couple of the guys and pick up uh, a pretty good gain on the play. I mean, third and three from the 37-yard line. they got to get to the 40 for a first down. Quick pass to the outside. Caught, good defense by Kuzer, but an even better play by the Salina receiver, Ty Garrett. 
Well, Garrett came across on the slant. Kuzer had great field position on him. And, and, you know, you can't play it a whole lot better. He just got inside him and, man, made the catch. The good coverage by Kuzer. First and 10 from the 46-yard line. Back to pass goes Garrett. Then he decides to pull it down and run. He gets, no, I don't know. He get, doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage. Loses one, maybe two. Now Stewart comes up from the bottom of the uh, pile. Again, I can't say enough about the uh, their front seven. They've just made a ton of tackles tonight. Second and 11. Galloway's the quarterback. Cox is the tailback. Back to pass goes Galloway. Caught. Again, uh, I think Kuzer uh, was looking for a little pass interference, offensive pass interference. Uh, he was pushed, and uh, that gave some room to uh, the Salina receiver. Well, and Kuzer, again, as you said, he had good uh, coverage on the play. He just uh, looked like there was a lot of hand movement with, with both guys. And unfortunately uh, for the Panthers, Salina South comes up with a big catch. Garrett on the reception for Salina. First and 10 on the Panther 29-yard line. Panthers lead 41-0. Two minutes left in the third quarter. A lot of pressure. Caught. Knocked down immediately by Tanner Knox. Again, it was it was Garrett on the reception for Salina. Well, and they're just going to their big receiver out there. And I mean, he's a he's a good sized target, and gotta give them credit. I mean, it was a nice pitch and catch. Yeah, he's six three, two eighteen. So, but again, that's that mismatch height wise, and uh, that they have over us out there at the corner. They give it to. The tailback, Cox, he fights his way inside the 10 to about the 9-yard line. And when you, what you're not going to – you're going to talk to Coach, and he's going to say, hey, I left my starters in, and Salina South has to has to be enjoying. They moved the ball downfield against uh, these guys uh, pretty easy on this drive. Panthers have been able to answer the bell uh, every time that uh, Salina South's been inside the red zone. Second and nine. Again, a pass out to Garrett, and it was complete for a touchdown for Salina. Just another quick slant, and uh, Galloway put it on the money. Uh, you know, if you're Coach Wietrich, you're not going to be pleased by that series. Panthers uh, allowed them to move the ball downfield predominantly in the air, and uh, it comes up six points for Salina South. Extra point attempt. It is good, so with 128 left in the third, Salina gets the goose egg off the scoreboard. They now trail 41-7, and the Panthers uh, are going to get the ball back. And as we said at halftime when we were reading the stats, I mean, Panthers held these guys to, I think, 56 yards or something of total offense, and, and, and that was all in the air. They didn't have any rushing yards. But on that drive, they gave up a ton of yardage in the air, and, and really on plays that we had pretty good pass coverage. Yes, yes, we did. I, I thought we our, our guys covered pretty well. That touchdown pass, I mean, he just cut inside of our corner, and uh, Garrett put it on the money, and uh, 
you know, it's a nice, those slant slant patterns are hard to cover. Well, and, and keep in mind, Garrett's a sophomore. So, you know, you got uh, three years of him left. Well, you and I talked on the way up here. It was kind of interesting. Salina Central has now moved into Division Two. So, you know, at this year was the last time we'll play them for a while is we'll pick up Mays South next year. I think it's a numbers game just on the size of the schools. Hey, you hate seeing that because Salina South, Salina Central, Derby, I mean, those, are, those have been good rivalries over the years. Yes, they have. These Salina schools, uh, up until the last two or three years, have just been very good. Just a little pooch kick. Panthers had, it uh, looked like Jack Heilman just kind of snatched it out of the air and went straight to the ground. So the Panthers are going to have good field position on the 41-yard, their 41-yard line. Now, Panthers, uh, I don't think we're too surprised by the little onside kick and uh, Heilman's able to catch it, do the right thing, fall to the ground. First and 10 Panthers. They lead 41-7 with a minute and a quarter to go here in the third quarter. Wash is in the game at one of the slot receivers' positions. Back to pass goes Adler. Guy had it in his hands and just kind of was a little bit low and away for Sims, but he had it in his hands and then dropped it. Yeah, and I think uh, Coach Clark, uh, you know, they're, they're wanting to make a statement with this offense. We haven't thrown the ball well tonight. I mean, everything we've done has been on the ground and, you know, short of a, of a couple of completions, uh, we've had some receivers drop some footballs. Clock stopped with a minute 19 left in the third. Back to pass goes Adler. Now he's running for his life. He gets outside of the contain and gets close to the first down. I think Adler's going to easily pick up. I, I believe the first down we'll see. But, uh, again, you, you got to credit Adler, and they're going to spot the ball back a, a couple yards. But Grant did the right thing. I think he, he, he dodged a bullet, and he took off for the sideline and was smart enough to run out of bounds. Third down and about oh, a yard and a half, two yards for the Panthers. Adler keeps it. Makes a guy miss, first down and more. Still on his feet, inside the 25, 20. Gets knocked down at about the 11 or 12-yard line. Well, Grant Adler just broke a few ankles on that play as he moved inside and out. Salina South guys were falling and bumbling all over the place. Adler does a great job of cutting the ball upfield and taking it inside the red zone. The good thing about Adler, he's able to cut like that, and he doesn't lose any speed. He just cuts and goes a different direction, and uh, he's got him down inside the 10. They give it to Washington after a fake to Lim Wash, and Washington goes in for the score. Well, Derby answered back very quickly from that touchdown, able to put points on the board. They now lead 47-7 to and 12. Adler's got to have over 200 yards rushing now here in the ball game. Well, after that last 35 yards or however far it was, uh, uh, he's yeah, he's got to have somewhere up around 200 yards, maybe a little bit more. A little bit of a high snap, but Thatcher got it down and Simmons drilled it. So it's now 48 to seven with. Salina getting ready to receive the kick with 45 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Well, we, you know, uh, Rob just showed me the stats. Adler now 23 carries, 233 yards. 
and Trey Washington, 20 carries, 21 carries, 182 yards. So, yeah, these guys are putting up huge numbers. It's 400 yards between two running backs. Four. Looks like 495 total yards of offense for the Panthers here. We still have a have a quarter and uh, 45 seconds left. Panthers will be kicking off, and I'm sure – well, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess Simmons will kick off. Yeah, he's the one teeing the ball up. Simmons, as we've talked about, he's a, a guy – he's a soccer player. During the week, he plays soccer, comes out and kicks a little bit for the Panthers. He's a, a left-footed kicker, which is kind of unusual, but uh, – this kid's uh, kicked the ball very, very well. Uh, up till tonight, he'd only missed one extra point, and that was the first extra point of the season. Yeah, he's uh, he's missed two, but he's probably had, I don't know, 20, 25, maybe more opportunities. High end over end, coming down at about the five-yard line. Panthers cover that very well, and Salina gets out maybe to the 15. Ginyard came in quickly and made a nice open field tackle for the Panthers. Same groups out here that was out for the last drive by the Panthers. So really, uh, uh, Amari Ramirez might be about the only change for the Panthers. Well, and you got to. I mean, really, after giving up such an easy drive last time, I know Coach Wiedrich wants to, to see these guys play a little better defense. They hand it off to Cox. He makes a couple spin moves, and he's trying to get some yardage. He picked up three or four on first down. Well, what you got to like uh, out of Salina South at this point is there's no quit. I mean, these guys are fighting and fighting, and, uh, you know, I, I like that. I, I, we've seen that in some games where teams just emotionally and physically gave up. You can see their, by their body language, these guys aren't doing that. Well, for sure, Mr. Cox is not doing that. He he was fighting just for that extra yard. I think he picked up three on that one. They're going to let the clock run out. That's going to end the third quarter. Uh, Panthers lead this one 48-7. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. Fellowship of Christian Athletes presents Fields of Faith. One day, one message, one stand. Wednesday, October 9th at Derby's Panther Stadium. The event kicks off at 6.15 with free food, games, and lots of giveaways, including two 4K smart TVs, live music, and a special message just for teens. All middle and high school students from area schools are invited to attend this one-night Christian event hosted by Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Don't miss Fields of Faith. Wednesday, October 9th at Panther Stadium. The event starts at 6.15. Giveaways will be throughout the evening. You must be present to win. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend's show. Francesca Battistelli is here. She'll stop by to tell us what she hears from her fans. For King and Country, share about some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about them. And Jeremy Camp gives us some insights on going back to the basics. We'll give you a chance to win the new Big Daddy Weave release when the light comes and hear future hits from We the Kingdom and Cochran and Company. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. 
We're back in Salina where Panthers lead this 48-7. We're just into the third quarter. It's first and 10 for Salina from their own 28-yard line. And on a keeper, quarterback Galloway gets out maybe to the 30. So he picked up two, two and a half on first down. Uh, Salina South all of a sudden started to come at the Panthers. They, they've had some success throwing the football on that last series they scored on. And this time uh, Galloway uh, keeps, his, uh, keeps the football and picks up a couple. Cox is in the backfield along with him. Twin wideouts to the near side. Same on the far side. Just a quick pass, just another quick slant out to Garrett. And it's going to be first down for Salina. Garrett's having a hard time getting up. Right. Callaway for a sophomore. I mean, he is really throwing the football well here in the second half. Again, we want to emphasize Garrett's a big receiver. He's like six foot three and he's over 200 pounds. And, uh, uh, yeah, he's two, almost 220. So, you know, he's a big receiver and he's playing wide receiver for Salina. First and 10 after the reception. With a lot of pressure on Galloway, he just kind of flips it out for a little bit of a gain on first down. It's going to be, oh, looks like four-yard gain. Right, and, and we keep talking about going to the slants, going to these quick hitters. When the Panthers are putting that much pressure on you. It's going to leave some of the middle open for them. They've, they've exposed us there a little bit. They've exposed us with, uh, as you said, six foot three guys going up against our uh, smaller defensive backs that have good uh, coverage. 48 7, Panthers lead. It. We're in the fourth quarter. Back to pass. Up for grabs. Good coverage out there. Looked like Ginyard. Pass is incomplete. It looked like Noel and Smith were in the backfield putting pressure on Galloway. And, you know, if anything, Doyle, you look at these receivers downfield, and they're big. As we said, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and, and uh, they're, they're getting their licks in. I mean, they're pushing off if they can. They're, uh, they want the football. Garrett's back in the ball game, so they fixed him up on the sidelines. The two He's- wide receivers over 6'3", in high school football is pretty impressive. Back to pass. A lot of pressure on Galloway. Panthers nearly sacked him, but it looks like he's going to gain maybe a half yard. And there was pressure all over him uh, once again, and you got to give him credit for getting out of it. It's going to bring up fourth and long. Uh, he was definitely going to Garrett on the far side of the field because that's exactly where he looked, but the Panthers had so much pressure he didn't have time to set up to throw the football. Now, Dan Archer was uh, one of the guys putting pressure on him. They got the punters in the ball game. Cameron X. Pretty good snap. Pretty good punt. It's going to go out of bounds. It's It may not be as good as you might think because they're going to have to mark it. See where they mark it. But uh, as you said, it kind of started... It looked like it was going to be much better than it was, but it started uh, going out of bounds. Well, they marked it on the 29-yard line of the Panthers with 9.35 to go. It's 48-7, Panthers lead. And it looks like at least some of the starters are coming out. Lim Wash is in at quarterback, and it looks like 
Edwards is in a tailback position. Wash on a keeper. Picks up probably four, maybe five on first down. So Coach Clark is uh, taking the gas off here uh, with 9.22 left in the ballgame. As we say every week, though, when you get uh, Lim Wash in the backfield, I don't know that that's a luxury for a, a defense that's already tired. And we've got, again, we've got the freshman in the ballgame as well. So that they, they'll be a lethal combination as next year rolls around. They give it to no, Wash on a keeper, first down and more into Salina territory at about the 45-yard line. They're going to mark it inside the 45 to about the 42. Now, Wash did a good job of faking the ball to Edwards and keep calling his own number. He's, uh, like I said, he's a, he's a workhorse. He's a guy that's fast. He's a guy that will just truck you if you get in his way. And it Unfortunately, looks like the, it's coming back. Yeah, I see the little, little yellow hanky setting at about the 45-yard line. So that's going to negate a very good run by Lim Wash. It's still going to be where it's marked. It's still going to be just second about three. So the the infraction was downfield. And I'm going to guess it probably a, a wide receiver maybe might have been holding or something. So it's going to be second and five. They give it to Edwards, cuts up the middle, first down and more. Still on his feet, 40, 35, brought down at about the 33-yard line. Uh, Dylan Edwards, a freshman, he's not very big, Doyle. I'm, I'm guessing if Edwards goes 140, you know, he, he's soaking wet. But, man, he showed some speed there. He showed the uh, ability to keep his feet. Just a great run by the freshman. Going to be first and 10 Panthers on the 33-yard line. They lead 48-0, eight minutes left in the ballgame. Again, Edwards gets to the outside, makes a couple guys miss, lowers his shoulder, and picks up nine. Yeah, and I think what you're getting to see is is Edwards and Wash running behind their starting line still. So, you know, they're getting an opportunity to participate with some good up-front blocking. Second one for the Panthers. Again, they give it to Edwards. He finds a little bit of a crease and turns on the Jets. Just short of the goal line, it's going to be first and goal from the one. Edwards takes it down to the one-yard line, just shows a burst of speed. You wanted him to hit the, hit the end zone so bad, it would be his first score of the season. But this kid is the real deal. He's going to be a hard guy to handle for the next four years. He's only about a buck forty, and he runs hard. They give it to him. He gets nailed for about a yard loss. Yeah, we're down in that area where, uh, you know, Salina South knows that you're going to be going for something up the middle, and uh, Edwards was just stood up and, and buried on the play. Second goal, Panthers lead 48-7. They are definitely knocking on the door. Wash, touchdown Panthers. Yeah, they had two or three guys that time tackled Edwards and Wash. Uh, you had to figure he was going to call his own number, and and because uh, he's the guy that uh, can can physically just run you over if he has to. Well, he had a pretty good lane to to run through, and uh, Panthers move it right down 
the field with their number two backfield. But again, they were pretty much running behind the number one offensive line, and that sometimes makes a difference. Simmons, and the extra point is good, so it is now 55-7, to and that should get a running clock going because that's going to make it uh, 45 points. Yeah, it, it, it should be the deal, and, uh, you know, the, the rules are that, uh, you know, they stop it on timeouts, injuries, and scores. And other than that, uh, so uh, since that was on a score, I assume that uh, we should see the running clock after the uh, the kick. Well, I'm thinking that's what the officials are talking about. They're, they're, uh, they're wanting to get this right. Yeah, and that's a, that's a tough call, that one, because, like I said, usually it's after a score, but uh, this one uh, – Came at a, at a at a weird spot too. Panthers are going to be kicking off back deep for Salina, Drew Beard, and Brant Cox. Beard on the near side, Cox on the far side. And it looked I'm not real sure. We'll have to wait and see. It looks like Simmons. Yeah, he's coming out to kick off. He's he's banged a couple down inside the five. Uh, Doyle, you know I heard. Uh, uh, Rob told me just a little bit ago that uh, pretty cool if you're a kid. He scored a goal in soccer this week, too. So you go from the soccer field to the varsity football field. Neat deal that the Panthers have going on. This year. Yeah. It is. I think that's the first time. I know we've seen other schools do it. Simmons kicking off. Pretty good leg into it. All 13-yard line. Panthers stop the returner short of the 25. Well, and, you know, we're going to see some extracurricular activity, and I hope they call it right. I don't know, but I the slide a guy got in the derby guy's face, I mean, it was blatant. And I, I hope that the penalty doesn't go against the Panthers because I saw the play unravel. Again, you just don't want to see that. Maybe they'll uh, – and, and they did. They just kind of got them separated, which is the right call. Well, there's no there's no running clock yet. Yeah, there it goes. No, it stopped. Yeah, well, I don't know what it's, it's doing. back running. So they've, they've got it right. They uh, We do have a penalty now against Salina South. Getting back to that little bit of an altercation, uh, I, I did notice one of the Panthers uh, ran up and grabbed our guy and just pushed him away. Yeah, because and, and all he was doing was kind of throwing his hands up. So I got to give the the officials credit for uh, stopping where they did. Cox, he's going to go down after maybe a yard or two loss. So it's going to be second down and about seventeen. Panthers have cleared the bench both directions, so now we've got a lot of new defensive faces in the ball game, as well as uh, what we saw the Panthers do on offense. Five fifteen, five ten left, fifty-five seven here in Salina. Panthers lead, and straight ahead goes Cox. He's going to pick up maybe a couple of yards on second down. It's going to be third and about, well, it looks like third and 15. Uh, it, it took longer than people might have thought for the Panthers to get into the running clock situation, but 
you know, to what we keep going back to. It's 55-7. to seven. Panthers have left two or three scores on the field tonight. So, uh, you know, overall, I think Coach Clark has to be happy with uh, a lot of how tonight's gone. Third and long, third and about 15. Oh, nice, nice defensive effort out there by the Panthers, but the ball fell into the hands of the receiver. Well, and they did. We did. We had good coverage out there. Corey Akins had good coverage, and uh, unfortunately, uh, he tipped the ball, and it kind of came right down to the slide of the South receiver. It's good concentration on the slide of South receiver, but still pretty good defense by our guy. Uh, he did get his hand on the ball. First and 10 from the 36. Back to pass goes, no, Cox. He gets to the outside, picks up one, maybe two yards before the Panthers swarm him under. Well, we always like to see the, the, the defense. When you start bringing in those twos, you like to see these guys playing with aggression. And, and uh, that time they're able to uh, keep Cox to uh, about a one or two yard gain. Clock moving, 3.20 to go, 55-7, Panthers. Galloway and Cox in the backfield. Galloway back to throw, just over the head of the intended receiver. Well, it's now going to be third down and about eight. I don't know exactly. We've seen Galloway misfire on a few attempts, but you know, overall, for a sophomore quarterback with the kind of pressure Derby put on him tonight, he, he just hasn't done that poorly. Yeah, he's he's been running for his life most of the night, and but you know he's been throwing the ball very well. Third down, back to pass, and it's going to be out of bounds and incomplete. 2.30 left in the ball game. Panthers lead 55-7. It's now going to be fourth down. And it looked looked to me like that Salina just had a guy running a fly pattern. He just threw it up, hoping, hoping he'd run under it, but it, it got, you know, he threw it out of bounds. Looks like Salina's going to come in with their punt team. Now, they've punted the football a ton tonight. Now there seems to be some confusion whether they want to punt or not. They've got... It looks like the whole team's out on the field. They finally come off, and uh, I think they are going to punt. They're under 10 seconds on the play clock, so. Panthers didn't have anybody back. The ball takes a, a line of bounce, and it's going to roll into the end zone. Panthers will have it on the 20-yard line to start this possession. Now, he got off a well of a punt. I mean, when you think about it, that punt uh, with the roll went uh, close to 65 yards. Panthers are very lucky that it rolled into the end zone. Yeah, they had nobody back, and, uh, again, it took a big a big Salina bounce. And Panthers, they got a bit of a break, so it's going to be first and 10 from the 20. It looks like Mercer Thatcher is going to be the quarterback. In the backfield with him, it looks like Aiden Neal. A little bit of a high snap. Thatcher keeps it. He slips to, on the turf. Going to lose four yards. Clock moving under a minute to go. 
we've been fortunate tonight that the, the rain, uh, it looked like it had just ended when we got here. Everything was pretty wet, but uh, everything had moved uh, kind of out of the area. And, uh, the field uh, has been slippery tonight, though. This could be the last play of the ball game. They give it to Neal. He gets back to the original line of scrimmage, so it's going to be third and about ten. And I'm not sure the Panthers will even try and run another play. Well, there's 35 seconds on the play clock and 19 on the game clock, so this one's over. Going to put it in the Bucks. Panthers are going to get those 13 points for their win tonight, their 45-point win. They're going to get out of here with a 55-7 win over Salina South. And You know, the score was lopsided, but I think uh, – I think Salina hung in there, and, and they never give up. No, they, they didn't. I mean, that showed on the one touchdown drive they had. You saw Cox back in the ballgame. You saw a lot of uh, fight out of this group. And, oh, when we were out talking before the, uh, the ball game to some of the fans, you know, they admitted. They said, hey, we're down a little bit. We're having trouble with our freshman group and, and keeping kids out for the program. And no reason really why. But, uh, you know, what you saw out of here tonight maybe is the foundation for – some future success, and I, I believe you told uh, you and the gentleman were talking about how many freshmen are on the roster right now. So maybe signs of better things. Yeah, well, I, I think I counted right around thirty freshmen, and, and you don't usually see freshmen on a varsity roster. But you know, you take those thirty names off there, and I mean the numbers, like you said, the numbers are down. Well, it's a. I, I know I heard a couple of fans going, "Man, how did we draw Derby for homecoming night?" You know, it, it is a tough draw for a lot of teams, but, uh, you know, the hospitality up here at uh, Salina, it was incredible tonight from uh, about everyone we touched uh, uh, hands with, and uh, yeah, we appreciate uh, how they've treated us. And, uh, you know, as we said, the facility here uh, when we came to play Central is fantastic here in the press box. Well, Panthers win this one 55-7. This is Panther football and a live 105. We'll be back. Derby High School's Fellowship of Christian Athletes presents Fields of Faith. One day, one message, one stand. Wednesday, October 9th at Derby's Panther Stadium. The event kicks off at 6.15 with free food, games, and lots of giveaways, including two 4K smart TVs, live music, and a special message just for teens. All middle and high school students from area schools are invited to attend this one-night Christian event hosted by Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Don't miss Fields of Faith. Wednesday, October 9th at Panther Stadium. The event starts at 6.15. Giveaways will be throughout the evening. You must be present to win. I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Andy Andrews shares about understanding the whole truth. Most people live their life with what is true instead of the truth. But there's a whole lot more ground to gain that people never look for. Well, we hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Keep the Faith with Donna and Keith, Saturdays 6 to noon and weekday mornings 6 to 9 on Alive 105. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend's show. Francesca Battistelli is here. She'll stop by to tell us what she hears from her fans. For King & Country, share about some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about them. And Jeremy Camp gives us some insights on going back to the basics. We'll give you a chance to win the new Big Daddy Weave release, When the Light Comes, and hear future hits from We the Kingdom and Cochran & Company. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. 
Uh, the month of October. Leaves falling down. We now have to oil our rakes and put on our sweaters. Join me, Larry Wayne, this weekend for musical memories from the 70s through the 90s because we're going to celebrate Christian artists having birthdays during this October month. That includes Michael W. Smith, Wayne Watson, C.C. Winans, Toby Mack of DC Talk, Mylon Lefebvre, and many more. Coming up next time on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Flabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cleanus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Hey everybody, this is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. Plus this week, I'll be playing brand new music from Hillsong Worship, Leland, and Chris McClarney. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Chrisman. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. It's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And this week, Out of Eden talks about getting started as a group. Petra's John Schlitt tells us what it was like joining the band, and we'll get inside a classic with Newsboys. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday. Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. Back in Salina, where the Panthers just knocked off the Salina South Cougars 55 7. And, uh, you know, it's it a pretty good game to watch. Like I said, Salina, you know, we beat them by 45, but uh, there was no quit in those green and gold helmets. Oh, no quit. As you said, 55 uh, 7 final score. Doyle will we'll go ahead and get into the game stats, and I think it bears out uh, how dominant the Panthers were tonight. First down, Panthers had 37 first downs to Salina South 21. Rush yards, a huge favor of the Panthers tonight. 59 of rushing attempts, 512 yards on the ground. Holding Salina South, 27 attempts on the ground, 9 yards of offense. Wow. Wow, that's like both ends of the spectrum, that's for sure, 500 to 9. Either team passed the ball a whole, I mean, really well tonight. Uh, Grant Adler just nine attempts, uh, he had two completions. Marcelina South uh, was 13 out of 23 and had two interceptions. Total yardage for the night. Panthers, a stunning 565 yards. Loud slide south, just 172, and a lot of that yardage was late in the ballgame for slide south. Yeah, very, very good effort by uh, both sides of the ball. Big stat for both teams that they're not going to like is slide south had three turnovers. Panthers had two. I know that's something Coach Park will want to work on. Third down conversions. Panthers four for seven. Salina South to six for 13. So that tells you how dominant the Panther defense was. I, I think the Panthers, uh, you know, they, their defense anyway, it just seems to be getting better week, week by week. And that's that's what the coaches want. Again, Nadler tonight not having to throw the football a whole lot. He was two for nine for 53 yards. Only found two receivers. Deshaun Wright had 43 of the yards on one catch, and Reed Liston had one catch for 10. 
uncharacteristic of the Panthers. They just didn't have to throw the football much tonight. On the ground, Adler had a huge number, 23 rushing attempts, 233 yards. Trey Washington, a great night, 21 attempts on the ground, 182 yards. Uh, Mercer Thatcher, one carry for minus three. Lem Wash, eight carries for 45. And Dylan Edwards, the freshman, four carries for 63 yards. Quite, quite an effort by Dylan Edwards. He just, he just, he's also just getting better and better. Again, just a big night for the Panthers. 565 total yards of offense. And the big stat that we all love to hear every week, Panthers win tonight's ballgame 55-7. to That's about it from Salina. Again, Panthers uh, go to 5-0. They win 55-7. This has been Panther football on a live 105. Thanks for listening.